Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. Sir, how are you? Oh, man, it's dried up and nice and sunny outside. Got a chilly cook-off tonight. Feeling great. All right. Also all in today is Mr. Aunt Pooh. Sir, how are you? Man, I'm scared, but I'm loving life at the moment. All right. Now, any day now, you're going to be yeah, a daddy either. here, right? It's either going to be by before Sunday or absolutely Tuesday. We got an appointment to induce. Okay. It's going down. It's like I've been joking around. I'm going to love my daughter. She's going to hear these stories. And I can't believe my daddy said this, but I put it out there. She's she's officially disappointed me and hasn't even been born yet. Oh, come on. Going on CPT time. Come on. You were supposed to be here on Tuesday. What's going on? But I love you. Wow. Hopefully she'll hear this one day. all right well today we are talking about the movie long-awaited justice league movie it's finally here uh we're just going to get into it and i will say this off of the top this is a spoiler conversation if you haven't seen this movie opening day weekend then hey we're going to talk about what happened in the movie so you can either listen to this later or you know it is what it is but we're going to get into it um let's see what we'll do here is we'll just do our reviews and then we'll go into some other we'll go into deeper conversations so i'll I'll start here quickly um let this be known i was a big fan of course you're not i'm a big fan of batman v superman uh i'm a fan of uh man of steel uh i learned to love that movie as i will watch it uh and, and i like wonder woman i wasn't I'm not gun ho about Wonder Woman, but I did enjoy it. I do not own that movie. I do own the other movies. Um, I will say that I like bits and pieces of those other movies, to be clear. Um, I watch Batman v Superman. I only watch certain sections of it because I think certain parts in that movie are dope as fuck to me, which I've talked about before. But I don't watch the whole movie because that's a long ass movie. Man of Steel. Uh... I think it is a dope movie. It's not, it doesn't give us Superman that we want, but it's an introduction and it's a long play type of movie, which I'll explain later. Now, Justice League was, I had high hopes for this. I went into this movie with pretty high expectations, but I knew, which probably you don't normally know about a lot of movies. I knew a lot about the production of the movie because you saw it in a lot of the headlines online. There's a lot of stories about things that were going on with the director and this and that and the third. So first of all, I am going to just give you my just movie review without all of the bullshit and all of the other stuff. As a movie, uh, and I also say this, as a superhero genre movie because that's what it is to me this is a genre of types of movies superheroes comic book movies just as there are western movies or there are horror movies uh so this is a genre which you know does it meet the genre to me and the answer to that question is yes this has superheroes doing superhero shit which i love uh so 
I feel like I have to over explain this. Let me just give you my score of this first and I'll give you a brief explanation. I would give this movie, for me personally, out of five. Right now, I give it a 3.5. I enjoyed the movie. I loved the characters. I loved the Justice League. When they were on the screen, I was just like, man, this is dope. This is the type of stuff, just as I love when I saw their first Avengers movie. I just love when they, they were talking amongst each other and doing stuff, and they're in costume. It's like, this is dope. You hadn't really seen this before. This is the same thing with this. I, when you got Batman and Wonder Woman bickering, going, ah, oh, it's dope. Uh, Flash doing things. Okay, it was dope. Cyborg, who I didn't wasn't quite clear about. I thought he was felt like he was dope to me. I was like, damn. Okay, I'm feeling this. I didn't know what to make of this guy coming into it, but I actually really like what they were doing. Aquaman as well. Um, I liked all of them. And then since we're spoiling it, Superman. I have to salute him. Uh. That was the Superman that a lot of people wanted. It's a Superman I didn't know I wanted at first because I didn't want a retread of Christopher uh, Chris Reeve. But this was Superman. I was such interesting when I was sitting in the theater and he comes back, you know, on the screen. And I got hyped because the audience got hyped. And they was like, ah! And I was like, damn, this is why Superman is so beloved because he's just a good guy. He's a fucking hero like that's what you want to see and be a hero and you you get to see that and just the, the joy of it and there was a lot of joy with these characters on screen so for that i love this movie there are problems with this movie which disappointed me they are they are the same problems that i have with batman v superman initially the main problem with this movie for me I say the main, not the only, but the main one is the editing. Whoever edited this movie needs to be slapped from here all the way down to the comic book store. Don't make no sense why it was edited like this. That's the same type of editing they had in Batman v Superman. They cut the director's legs off and they tried to mandate a certain running time. And for whatever their reasons may have been, but to me, it was the, the sacrifice of the artistic vision of the movie and the story. And so you got things going on that to me just don't make any sense or they just, you don't give them time to breathe and you're jumping from one thing to the other. And it's like, what's going on? How? Okay. Oh, all right. You know, I can understand why they may have thought that that was cool. But to me, it just doesn't make any sense in terms of this. It just moves too fast. And it's just kind of like throwing stuff at you. And I want to see why they're doing some of these things. You don't have to explain everything, but you could just tell like there was little things missing or something. Um, which we'll go into deeper. So, uh, like I said, 3.5. I'm going to go see it again. Uh, I was excited when I walked out of the theater, though, because I was like, man. They brought them characters to the screen and everyone to me in terms of the acting on point. I can't fault Ben Affleck. I thought he was the shit. I can't. Uh, uh, the brother who played Cyborg salute Gal Gadot salute Jason Momoa did his thing as Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller did his thing like 
some other writing or some what may have been they've been directed to do might you could maybe question but them themselves in the costumes and all that on point like they nailed it uh and the hands uh well i would say this with the the reins taken off it would have been epic like if you would have had somebody who's a who's a, a real like character director or actor's director they could it would have been epic but even with the legs cut off of the director and the editing choppy you can't take away the chemistry that was on screen when they were acting as the superheroes nailed it to me so on that aspect it was amazing i would put this in the same type of category that i would put other like like action movies or kung fu movies those movies are not judged by oh the story is so cohesive and da 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 those movies are judged on the action right and the kung fu or the, how many guns are busted and they're action movies and so i had to tell myself i can't judge this on the terms of oh it's not like da 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 is it a superhero movie yes are this motherfuckers acting like superheroes in that movie yes did he get you hype when you saw them do it? yeah so then they did what it's supposed to do so for me, I had an amazing time. I I can only think that if I see this movie again, my score may go up. And last thing I'll say, and then we'll go somebody else. Bring me the Ultimate Edition. I need to see the real movie. Because what we just saw here was chopped down. I almost low-key think they did it on purpose just so they could pull the same thing they did with Batman v Superman and re-release the other one on Blu-ray, you know, digital, because they know we're going to go buy it. But this is not the movie that the director originally made. This is a movie that corporate system chopped down and put out. So I loved it. But if the movie fails, that's on them. It ain't on the directors because I can see they chopped it to hell. So that's why I'm going to say right now. And Pooh, what do you think of the movie? Yeah, yeah. I just sent you a link in the uh, the chat because the way you started your review off, I was like, oh, my God, Mike hates a movie mike doesn't like a movie what the hell and then i had that denzel washington a gift where he's breathing like oh man you didn't let me down okay i can't believe i am going to say these two words one dc did a good job two warner brothers fucked over Zack snyder and hindered and handicapped him I can't believe I'm saying those things. I don't know. I've heard reports that Zack Snyder said that he had too much of Watchmen in him and he can recognize that. And that's why Man of Steel and BVS might have fell short to everyone's expectations. But here, um, I was going into it saying uh, Joss Whedon, if this movie's good, it's because of Joss Whedon. And now I have to eat a ton of crow because Joss Whedon, I don't think he added anything extra to it. Well, he did one. I believe he did the uh, the Superman versus the League scene. And okay, I'll give him props for that. But other than that, I, I don't... Well, damn, that is the best scene in the movie. So, fuck. But see, I don't think he did bring that scene to it because I think that scene was planned to be in there. If you look at the trailer, there's a part in there that from that scene is cut out, which I think was in there originally. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Zack Snyder... He gave he gave us a film and showed me what his true 
in my opinion, his true comic book superhero film potential is. Um, what I loved about, okay, what I liked about this film was that we didn't have a lot of moments where um, we were deconstructing the superhero, the, the to be or not to be, the, the Shakespearean, um, if I use my power for good and all that other BS. No, almost from the moment the film started to it ended, it was action. And I'm not saying that that's what it takes to be a comic book film, a genre film, an action film, but it was just a breath of fresh air to see these characters in a film, in a story story that didn't get weighted down with, in my opinion, the bullshit of the watchman this. The watch, watchmanification. I know it's not a word, but I'm gonna go with it. Uh, uh, ben Affleck. He was on point. I thought he, I thought he took a step down from, <clears throat> from uh, BVS, but he still commanded the scene and owned Batman. He is officially the best Batman on film ever, and I love Michael Keaton. But whoa, uh, that's right. Yeah, I, I'm saying it. Yes, right. he he is. Uh, he's no Kevin Conroy. Okay. But live action, Boys. yes, I put them over Keaton. Conrad has just owns that voice, both Bruce and Batman. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, you know what? She's grown into that role. And I can't believe I'm saying this. They didn't do her enough favors with the portrayal and the dialogue they gave Wonder Woman. It could be the, the editing, but I felt like and I, it's, it's unfair to judge her against the Justice League. Uh, animated series, but they didn't give me enough of, bitch, I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> you know, I'm a warrior, I'm an Amazonian, I'm a demigod, and I know, and I, I've i lived for 5,000 years, and you're, and Batman, you're not going to mansplain to me. Because, and she was, she did have that one scene where she bucked up on him, but I wanted more of that, because this is, this is Wonder Woman. She's, in my opinion, the second strongest member of the Justice League, and I wanted more of that. But overall, I loved I'm just, I'll just end it right here. I, I like the story. I thought the story, it gave us balls to the wall action. It uh, it didn't hold our hands through stuff. They didn't, I felt that they did enough backstory with Cyborg, with Aquaman, with Flash that you just didn't feel like, okay, they're wasting too much time or man, it, it, they're just padding the runtime. And I would say, I can't believe I'm saying this too. This film could have used another 20 to 30 minutes to really flesh out and uh, do the bonding. I think they did a disservice to Zack Snyder, which, god damn, yeah, I just have to tip my hat to Snyder. He he came out the gate with Dawn of, uh, Dawn of the Dead, and he's, in my opinion, he's matched and maybe even surpassed that film after he stopped, thankfully, stopped chasing the ghost of Watchmen. Interesting. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a rare opportunity for you to hear Big Sexy review. I can't even say it. It's so rare. I'm like, my my (laughs) mind don't want to accept it. But Big Sexy, you have seen this movie and you also come to the table with an extensive comic book knowledge. So we really want to hear you dissect this in terms of as the movie, but in terms of a comic book historian, how you view this movie. Why, 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 thank you for that, uh, <laughs> that build up there. <laughs> uh, well, I enjoyed the movie. Let me go ahead and say that I'm a Marvel guy first and foremost, but, and I'm going to steal from, uh, Ant a little bit. It could have been longer. 
you know, it could have been a little longer, but I'm also glad they didn't weigh it down with a lot of exposition and, you know, people doing the whole Shakespearean, well, why am I going to do this? Why me? Why not him? No, damn that. We got a problem. Steppenwolf shows up. Let's get it handled. That simple. Uh, I was really not expecting that much. I went in with low expectations like I did with um, Guardians of the Galaxy and came out pleasantly surprised. Now, once I got past the visual of Flash not being the Flash that I've known for you know 40 years in the books and Aquaman not being Aquaman that I've known for 40 years in the book, I was really impressed with how they did Cyborg. I thought they would blow that. They got him pretty good. Especially at the end, where he you know refined his look a little more mm. to look just like in the book, and the guy playing Cyborg was great. He wasn't too angst-ridden, which you would expect in today's you know millennial whiny climate. He wasn't that dude. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna check you on that. Nah, I, I knew I knew millennial that was, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and conversely, when you look at Aquaman, now again visually. Jason Momoa imposing cat on screen the whole line. But once I got past that, this is not the Aquaman that I have known for you know a billion years. Both visually and characteristically. Alright, let's get let's get with it. I didn't like the Flash though. I thought the Flash was a bit of a dullard. You know, he was too much comedy relief. He was too much along the lines of Iceman and the X-Men. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm just saying I expected more from him. In my opinion, he shouldn't be called the Flash. He should be called Shook because that's what he was the whole film. Yeah. yeah. Now, if they had made him Impulse, I'd have been okay with that. Or even or even Wally West, I'd have been okay with that. But Barry Allen, no, nah, that's bullshit. And now I, I usually don't like to break news on the air like this, but I just have to go ahead and say it. You know, Gal Gadot and I have been talking, and we're going to make it official. Yes. <laughs> the woman stole my heart every scene she was in. I could not take my eyes off of her. And I thought that Ben Affleck would really outshine the rest of the group because he's got the name and the other cats don't. But no, no, not at all. He, he was really a team player. You could see by the way he interacted with them. That it was about the group dynamic. It was about... I'm Ben Affleck, and you guys are all peons. No, not at all. Not at all. And it was just enough humor for me to make it believable to keep things light, even though everyone knows in the back of their minds and in the front of their minds, we got a real problem here. And the scene where Aquaman just gets his, his smooth on, looks at, uh, looks at one Woman, well, baby, you are just so gorgeous. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Batman's like, dude, you're sitting on the, uh, on the lasso. Damn! <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> now at the end, you know the I'm gonna since we're spoiling the end reveal. I said it before. I'll say it again. I don't like Eisenberg as Luthor. Sorry. Now in this little cameo, he does look more like the Luthor we all know, but he's still too whiny and fidgety. Ah. Room. Luthor commands a room. This guy doesn't. Now, conversely, wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. <laughs> that that one scene again. It's just it was what two minutes, but I think he came into the role of Luther. He seemed like he commanded that moment. No, 
I mean, he did better than he did in the last one. I'll give him that. But he's still not, he's still not quite there for me yet. Maybe, and maybe I'm being just unfair because he doesn't have a deeper commanding voice. You know, I can't take a guy with a whiny voice like this. Seriously. Fair point. Fair me. point. You know, get out of here, man. <laughs> now, whereas <clears throat> I, along with a lot of the comic fans in the uh, building, when Deathstroke comes on the screen, my first thought was, who's this guy? Because the colors are wrong. Then he took the, the hood off. I'm like, oh, shit. It's Deathstroke. We got a problem now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that <clears throat> by leaps and bounds. Now, going back to this villain, I'm glad they used Steppenwolf because not a lot of people know who he is. And he does set up the whole dark side thing, which is going to come. You know, you don't see Steppenwolf without saying dark side and probably more of the new gods. Also, at the beginning, I did geek out when they had the little Green Lantern sequence in there. Mm. You know, I don't know what Green Lantern that was who bit the dust, but when the ring flew off and it went into outer space, I'm like, yep, that's what it does. That's what it does. Now, DC, in my humble opinion, if they're going to bring a Green Lantern in, it's got to be Jon Stewart. It has to be. You know, that's who people know now. You know, from years on the animated series, that's who they need to get. They need to get a character or an actor to play that role, not Tyrese. Tyrese? <laughs> no. No. Bring me my baby. Bring me my ring. He started crying ring. on set, so no. <laughs> I'm not doing a movie. If Ben Affleck is going to be in it, I'm not doing it. They ought to just get the rock. In fact, that's another thing. What? When Superman was revived and he's just busting heads all over the place, before Lois comes out, he's doing that Black Adam hover. You know, he's just hovering above the ground, just whipping people's asses. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little afraid of this dude. And then Lois comes down and, you know, settles him down and straightens him out. And Superman is that dude. He's a, he's a nice guy. He doesn't hold a grudge. Because you would think that he would still have beef with Batman over all the other things. Nah, man, once Lois calmed down, he's good. But, now, okay, I have, I did have a problem with that. I, I, on the one hand, I buy it because he just revived. He's disoriented. He sees Batman, and probably he's, he might have been thinking, oh, you, you tried to kill me with the kryptonite. But I'm like, wait a minute. I could have sworn the last, what, 30 minutes of his life, he was working with Batman. So what's he still so bad about? Yeah. And Batman saved his moms. That, and that, to me, <clears throat> I, I thought that, too. And also, why was he going at Wonder Woman when they had no conflict whatsoever? I, you know, my reasoning behind to me, I think there was more to do with that scene and it was cut, you know, written differently yeah. because to me that scene plays and they never really address it. But I, I'm assuming, you know, if you go back to Batman v Superman with the scene with the dream sequence and Superman is sort of like the bad guy working with Apocalypse or something. Right. Right. And then when, you know, Barry uses the speed force to come back to, uh, batman and tell him hey you know she's the key you know but am i too early i think that has oh, something to do yeah, yeah. with this and they never necessarily addressed that in this movie but they didn't just put that in that other movie for no reason uh i think is a call back to that and there's something missing in this movie where they i don't know if flat you know barry does it again or something and tells batman that this is the big gun you know the big gun is lois you need to get her she's the key to superman and I don't know if it's a different sort of timeline that he jumped into or we saw 
where where in that world Superman was working with you know Steppenwolf or Apocalypse or the Parademons or something but I think it has something to do with that so that fight that we see Superman when he awakens I I think it calls back to something that was either going on or was shot and the other thing is too they never showed us the black suit but we know that they were filming with that because uh, Henry Cavill either on Instagram or something he put that little clip on there showing that he was wearing it but of course it's mm. never in the movie so there was a lot of going on that some of the stuff doesn't because it doesn't really make sense why would he be mad the way they're showing us on this movie why is superman upset like that and, but I, I thought it was dope because that to me like it was part of the, i thought his that fight was one of the best fights in the movie like he I'm, was a bigger I'm about threat to, than uh the bad guy like i was like this motherfucker ain't bullshit and i was like this is superman and then like when the flash came up on him and that part where Superman, he just kind of looks. He's looking at his eye. That was the <laughs> shit. They it, if they had just held shown him with the eye, that would have been enough. But then when he followed him even more, the audience I was with, they would die like, oh, shit. <laughs> and oh, fuck. Yeah, that shit was, that was awesome. And I was like, that's how, okay, this is, that's why I was like, you know what? This is some shit, right? I was like, this is the shit. And even when he came down to Batman, and Batman came up there, and he was like, what do you say? Like, you tried to kill me. They he, said, need, no, he said, you won't let me live. You won't let me, live, you won't let me die. And Batman's like, well, they need you. Says, but they don't need you. And I was dope. He said, nigga, do you bleed? I, I was like, yeah. You know, that was that call. Because I heard, he was basically saying, I heard you talking shit when I was flying away. So I, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. But even at that point, I knew they was going to bring Lewis. I was, Lois. I was like, I, I, there's, there's nothing else that could stop him. Either be his mom. I said, then yep. I know they're not gonna play the Martha card because they got clown. But I, I was hoping for. I was hoping for. In my theater, I kept saying, "Just Batman, just say Martha." Martha. I was like, they Martha. got clown. <laughs> and then when they when they showed the legs of the woman get out of the truck, I'm like, "It's Martha, right? It's got to be Martha." <laughs> but then, but unfortunately, nobody in my theater got the joke. They, uh, they just They would have like, lit him up online. <laughs> but I mean, it was. I was like, okay. And, you know, I said, yeah, the, the females will, will calm you down. Ladies will calm you down. It's, it's Lois. Howard the P. I, yeah, I actually almost kind of got emotional on that. I was like, ah, oh, man. And this is what I was alluding to earlier, the long play. I also have to tip my hat to Zach because I said, man, if you were to watch these movies all together, it's dope to see the the Superman you see in Man of Steel and Clark. And then he dies in the second one. And then here he comes back and it's still a love story with Lois. Yo, you ain't got to do it like that. You know, come home. And when he takes her back to the home, back to Smallville and stuff, I was like, ah, man, this is actually really dope. Like this character is about to be the character that, you know, he can be. He's, you know, he done been through it all. He done died and come back. She was like, well, how does it feel? He's like, it was different. You know, you were dead. And I was like, oh, man, this is kind of, this is kind of deep. I was like, man. If you go back and look at the movies, this is really Superman's story. I just think that they butchered this movie so you don't really get to get the full grasp. But I was like, this is really all Superman's story, all three of these movies. Or he finally becomes the Superman you want. So I just really was like, I could see how this, I could see what Zack was doing. I was like, it's a master work, but it's a, so risky because you're putting these movies out and you're not giving the people exactly, like you said, they become these really sort of, Shakespearean is almost a little too much for the genre, but I can see what he was trying to do now. Looking at it with this one, they were always supposed to be, you know, 
they all come together at the end. Like everything was redeemed. Even Batman. I think there's another part of this movie that's cut out that Batman wanted to kill himself. Uh, what? Yeah. No. If you think about it, listen, look, here's the thing. And they gloss over it so smooth. Brother, okay. Yeah. They, they gloss over it so smooth. There's, you see the one part when he's arguing with um, Diana about bringing Superman back. And she says, you're blaming you. I know you feel guilty about it. I know you're so guilty about it, but you know, get over that shit. And he kind of alludes in, through his scenes with Alfred. He's always, you know, they need Superman. He's always, you know, Superman is real, more human than me. You know, I think he actually is so guilt written about his part in his mind, him playing a role in Superman being dead, that he'd almost want to give his own life to bring him back. And I say that because when they get to the final battle, Batman tells the rest of the guys to go off and do their thing and don't even come back for him. He's like, I'll get, you know, I'm going to take that Fox machine and fly it in. I'll take the, the parademons down. He'd been planning to take them parademons with them the whole movie. You see him, Alfred, working on that thing. You don't got the sound right, Alfred. Oh, no, you got to pump it through the speakers of the thing. Like every time they show him, he's planning for this whole thing the whole time. And it's a suicide mission for him to go in there take those parademons down he's gonna fly that ship into the thing and blow it up so that they can take down steppenwolf but he's only and then they come in there and save him. i mean he's surprised that they come back for him and, and cyborgs is something like well we wasn't gonna come back for you but diana wanted us to i think he was actually trying to kill himself because that was the only way he felt like he could redeem himself for superman dying and he felt so bad about it i just think they cut that shit and they edited it so fast that he don't play on it. But to me, I think that was his character arc was to be redeemed like that. And you know what? You know, you don't got to do it. We're a team. The team will come back and save you. But if you really look at us, in my opinion, I think he, he was on that trajectory. But I think, again, I think they Jack Snow showed this movie to whatever the executives and it was probably a lot longer. And they was like, nah, man, we're not, we're not going to, they were too scared. Nah, we ain't going to let you do all that, you know? Just cut that shit down. Damn, the, the one time, wow. This was the film they decided to uh, to override him. Man. Yeah, I think, let's say, I'll say this. Warner Brothers, shit, I think they shitted on him and fired him. I, I understand yeah, the tragedy with his daughter. But to me, he seemed like he was still active enough on this movie because in the last few months, what has Zack Snyder been doing? We've been posting exclusive shots. On online on Instagram for the movie but he has nothing to do with the actual editing of the movie they're not considering anything he has to say about the movie he recently came out and said he ain't even seen the movie and was never even talked to about it after he walked away I think they got scared from the pressure and the critical reaction from the last one and they just they said what are we gonna do to fix this we, we don't want to go his route they're scared at what he had planned so they just said fuck it we're gonna bring somebody else in and redo some of this movie but i think they shitted on him because i think the movie should have been the way that he planned it because if you look at it you can tell it's edited to shit there's stuff that's going on that's not necessarily explaining the movie like you know going back to uh the whole part with aquaman and batman that it just seemed like that just jumped from thing that i was like okay well how, how did he find them or what what's convincing aquaman to do this or it just those scenes that make no sense to me. And I'm like, well, why is he just saying Batman in front of all these people? And no one's caring about the secret identity. It just, it was weird to me. And then if you look back at the original trailers, remember there was the whole setup with Batman on the horse. 
you was going through the the snow uh, landscape, and it was almost like the same landscape from his dream sequence as he was making his way to uh, Aquaman and stuff. None of that was in the movie. Uh, so to me, I just like there was a lot of things that were chopped out of there. Um, the stuff with the Flash. You know, there was that whole scene with the Flash pushing his finger through that glass window, and there's a woman behind him, so he's not fighting as a superhero. There's something else going on with him that's not in the movie. There's a lot of little stuff like that. And it's, uh, I wonder what the real sort of story was. And then, of course, you know, if you go back, remember the original ending was totally different. The movie ends on a cliffhanger with Darkseid at the end. Uh, so that was obviously changed. And we got to remember, too, this movie was originally supposed to be shot two movies at once. That was shooting part one and part two, right? The reaction to Justice League and uh, Batman v Superman, they decided, no, just shoot one movie, chop it down to one. And then they decided to take Zack off the movie after most of it was done. So there was a lot. This movie went through so many different changes uh, and things. I guess at the core, though, you get to see the characters together. But I do think there was probably a, a greater movie. Let, let's talk about Superman. What did you guys think about the resurrection? I'm okay with it, uh, but here's the problem, uh, Zack Snyder, you fucked up again, um, because someone explained that last shot of BVS where they focus in on the casket with the black dirt moving, similar to Superman's as he's about to take flight, which to me makes me think that Superman's not dead and he's he's going to come out of that casket. But then we get here, and it takes a mother box. And some other machinations to bring them back to life. So that totally confused me. But I was okay with it because at least they set it up. They established Steppenwolf brought these three mother box. They explained that they're creating life and destroying life at the same time. It's some new form of energy, whatever. And they, I can't explain what they said, but I got what they said <laughs> <laughs> about, oh, you know, it can revive life and blah, blah, blah. And, and the moment he said, I was like, Bruce wants to use it for uh, a Superman. Oh, he on his Tony Stark <laughs> trying to create vision. <laughs> but I, I was I was totally OK with that because they hadn't introduced the uh, the mate, the, the birth, not the mate, the birth, whatever was the Matrix thing they used to bring him back to life and death of Superman. So I was totally fine with it. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, I didn't understand what the hell they was talking about. I was just like, huh? I was like, okay, the doomsday thing, y'all gonna do that? But it's like, yeah, there's mumble jumble, blah 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 blah. And if you bury, if you spark it at the exact moment it hits the, like, why, why does it have to be the exact moment? But I was just like, whatever, you know. Uh, okay, uh, let's see what happens. Um, I thought it was funny when they were like digging his grave up and stuff, but a part of me was like, eh, this seems weird, like. Why are they just digging his grave up? It just seemed like it was almost like a, it was like a cartoon to me or something. It was like it's so jokey and it just doesn't. Like that's Superman. Like wouldn't you have? First of all, I was like, well, just have Barry just dig it up real quick. But honestly, you guys a little joke about it. But then you have Wonder Woman or, or doesn't Batman have some back digger or something? You just dig them up. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, you got these guys. But it gives you time for them to sort of bond and us to. To, you know, see them together, and I like his little jokes. Oh no, right, racially charged uh, joke. I was like, wow, okay. 
I just th- they're just throwing them, throwing them in there. But at least they, at the very end, it came. They paid it off when they finally gave him the fist bump. Yeah, right. That's true. But uh, yeah, and it was. But I, I don't know. It was. Uh, there's something about it when Superman came back, though. Man, it was just like, and you could tell his suit was like bright. You know, it was the red and the blue. I was like, okay, that's some goddamn Superman right there. And when he just. Uh, comes back and he's like, Barry, you go save those guys over here. I got those. And when Superman came with that whole building, <laughs> I was like, that's some dope. That's some Superman shit. I was like, okay. This is that guy. <laughs> that was dope as hell. I was like, okay, this is some team. This is, this is, you know, this is that comic book shit right here. The only thing I will say this, I have a few complaints. They did my, they kind of did my man Batman funny style, but I get it. Because in the last movie, Batman was the complete wrong one. Killing cats. He was tired. He wasn't fucking around with nobody. He was a little, he was way more lighthearted than this. You know, they even have him saying jokes, which I thought was cool. You know, he's up, oh, definitely bleeding. You know, I was like, okay, Batman. You joking now, and he and I like that. In the last movie, he was a brute in terms of he was very brutal, and he was taking cats down like he wasn't fucking around. And this one, he couldn't do that with them parademons, and you can kind of see like he was in his place a little bit. Like yo, you're around like some super motherfuckers, like you're a man. But what he was dope at, so he was running, and you know. He was getting handled in this movie a little bit. And it was interesting because in the last movie, he was handling Superman, which a lot of people could be saying some bullshit. But he was very... Yeah, yeah we got to talk about that. Yeah, he was very brutal with Superman in other movies. But in this one, you got to see, nah, pimp, without your little tricks, you're not even in the same ballpark. I'll destroy you. Like the part when Superman, when he saw Lois, I thought it was so cold blooded when he just took Superman, or Batman, and just tossed this. <laughs> People were in the theater laughing. I was like, damn, he could have threw, threw him a mile away or something. Like he totally <laughs> gave no fucks about him. But what Batman was dope though, which was real Batman in this to me, was that he was an asshole in this movie because he was like, he was still the same. Remember in the other movies, like, if there's a 1% chance that we have to take him out. He actually said the same kind of thing in this, but he just didn't have that fire in his voice. But when he was talking to Diana, they had a disagreement. He's like, this is the, if there's a percent chance that he can come back, we got to do it. You know, she's like, nah, this isn't, you can't do it like that. But he was like, nah, we're going to do it like this. And Batman being hardcore, what, what was all this talk with your boy? Steve Trevor or whatever. I was like, oh, <laughs> Batman's going in. But this is how, this is that asshole Batman they, you know, they don't give a fuck about. This is how it's supposed to be, and I'm we're gonna get it one way or the other. So I really like that they showed that part of him. I was like, yo, this is a Batman that be in the books sometimes, where he don't really get along with people. He gonna do what he want to do, and gonna get you to yep. go along with it. I thought that was actually really dope. I was one of my favorite parts of the movie when they was kind of going at each other a little bit, and even Aquaman, I was, Aquaman was like, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I agree with him, and it was a split between the team. But go ahead. I, I was hoping that that uh, part where we was talking about asshole Batman. Uh, I was hoping that the, in the trailer where Barry asked, "Wish your privacy sound rich?" I was hoping they were going to do two, one of two lines. Either they were going to give us the R-rated version of the line. He say, <laughs> "I'm rich, bitch." That would have been class. 
Or he was going to go Frank Miller, all-star Batman, and he was going to say, I'm the goddamn Batman. Uh, that would have shut it down. Yeah. Even that scene was truncated because there was a, uh, it was like some special footage thing that came out from Mercedes about that car. That's why I, I know that they shit it on them because they made that car specifically for this movie. Like that's not even a real uh, Mercedes Benz. It was from that movie, the game Gran Turismo or something. And Zach asked them if they could make it for Batman, so they made it. And there was another scene where they showing them driving to Central City or something like that. They totally cut that. I was like, well, wow. I was like, why would you even? They went through so much trouble and details, and they fucking just cut these scenes out. But yeah, Batman was he was still hardcore. But he was like on some different type of stuff. And again, I think there was a larger arc for him that was toned down. Because in my opinion, I think he was wrestling with his guilt of what he did. And like he was going to sacrifice himself to do it. Uh, but but what they did show, I, I love his interaction with Superman and with all the other ones. Uh, Cyborg, man. Uh, I was, again, surprisingly impressed. What's that brother's name? Ray Fisher? Yeah. I know we was clowning him a little. Man, hey man. I'm st- I'm still clowning him. He did his thing though, man. He he did his thing, man. I, to me, he was incredible. Man, he did all right. He did all right. And I know they, he- they shit it on his character too, because you can see it in the trailers. Like they didn't show the part where he's playing football, which was in the trailer. Uh there's the part where he's got his football um or his high school jacket and he was walking like a boss. That wasn't in there. Uh, I've seen an interview with him recently, or came out today. He said there was a whole scene with him and his mom. Uh, so his whole origin must have been in this movie, but they just chopped it out. Uh, I, I'm, and I'm fine with it because I think we we have an understanding of the character uh, from what we saw in the film. There was an accident. His dad did something totally effed up to keep him alive for his own selfish reasons. And now he's just he merged he merged it. I mean, introduced the mother box to him and made the whole cyborg system work. He was mad about it. Now he's a hero. I think that was perfect. My opinion, and is that the dialogue that they gave him and the way they told him to act with it did him no favors. I thought he was too wooden and unnatural. And they had too many times I kept thinking nobody talks like that. Nobody would say anything like that. I, now, I know people would be like, well, he's a cyborg, so that might be it. But I'm like, nope. Because the very first scene he was going, which was the best scene that he was in, he was going at it with his pops, which showed he had humanity. And they showed throughout the film that he had a sense of humor. So when they had him saying some of those lines, I was just I, I just was growing it because I'm like, dude, nobody talks like that. I, I disagree. What they have him doing? I disagree with you, man. I, I thought he was dope. Yeah, talks like from. what? What did he yeah, say? I didn't get it. No, I mean, it's just some of the words that I, I can't remember all of them, but some of the words that he was using, I was just thinking like, okay, why are you saying that? that I mean, and the way he, they had him deliver it, it just was way too wooden. I, I don't see it, man. I, I, I can disagree with that. Yeah. I was actually surprised that he worked because I know he was like totally CGI. And I was like, man, they, they nailed that dude. I was like, I don't know. It was just something about him. He, I thought he was going to be kind of whiny or something. I don't know. I just, but I was, I, I was, expect him to be a lot whiny. Yeah. Again, like they said earlier, and I know I'm going to catch another smack from that. I expected them to make him the angst ridden, you know, millennial type that you see that whines about everything. And he wasn't that dude. Nah, he was, he was on point, man. Yeah, I, I like the scene with him and Wonder Woman, man. Like just on the street. Oh yeah, 
Well, why didn't you stop me? I saw you in the park. Oh. Yeah, I loved I loved that line. That was great. That was I was like, oh, okay, yes, they letting you know Wonder Woman ain't that it, it, is yeah, that one. Saw you in the park there, player. Don't try. <laughs> and and speaking of Wonder Woman, actually, I'm gonna go back. The Wonder Woman and Batman. I actually thought he was gonna smash. I was like, they, I know that. I was like, no, nah, ain't gonna do it. But I was, I could see like, you want something to drink. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, this is the this is the part in the movie where it kind of gets slow. I was like, while the boys is in there working, let's get in what's, here and work. What's up? Yeah, let's do a little. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this new about to hit? What's going on? Because I know in the last movie, Bruce was low key. Was like, damn. He was looking. You know, there was that whole little part when when he first met her. Remember when he was talking to Superman? He looked at Diane. And was like, God damn. He's like, okay, who's that? So I was like, I thought he was going to play up on that. It's like, oh, you hurt? Your back hurt? I was like, oh, Wonder Woman is stupid. It's like, she's about to get in that rub down. But, <laughs> but I yeah, was like, I'm like, handle that business, Bruce. <laughs> handle that. I, I, I love the, and I don't mean, again, to keep comparing it to the cartoon, but I, I love that underlining where uh, in the cartoon where Wonder Woman is coming after Bruce and Bruce is rebuffing her. <laughs> So oh, really? I was, I'm glad that they somewhat are hinting at that, and hopefully maybe they might get to that. Not, I'm not saying that the woman needs a man and all that other stuff. I'm just saying I enjoy that interaction. Nah, we got I, some feminists out there. Nah, I, was, I, I was even tripping. I was like, Batman getting his drink on? I was like, it's like damn, Bruce. Poor, get, get a little taste yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, my man was hurt, though. He was like, shit, let me get my scotch or whatever. And, and all the pain I was like this dude is it was interesting to me I was like Batman is a G because his ass is hurt (laughs) everybody else was just kind of like they can shrug all that shit off but I'm like this motherfucker ain't no he's just a man and he battling with gods I was like I know he's hurt like a mother but he played it like a G he was ah yeah oh can you crack that ah alright I'm like she's a she's a god like she don't know what pain is (laughs) But I was like, this dude is hurt, but he's still putting in work, dedicated. I was like, okay. You know, Ben Affleck, he did his thing. He was Ah, let me get all my little complaints. Here's my other complaint. Uh It reminded me of something. (laughs) This is probably my major. These are my two major complaints. The first one, uh, Superman at the very beginning with the CGI mustache. That was trash. Yeah. There's no way in hell. There's no way in hell you have a big movie like this, you would put something like that at the beginning. Where to me it just almost took me out of the movie because and and again, it's sad because a lot of times we don't know a lot of these things, the details of the production, but we did know about it. And I'm sure they knew we knew about it, about the mustache. So when you put a scene like that at the very beginning, and let's keep it one thousand, the CGI on his mustache was not on point. It was not 100%. That's a problem to me. Like, why Why put it on? That scene, as much as I thought it was heartfelt, it wasn't necessary for the movie. So to me, like, putting that in, I would have said, no, you take that out, man. I mean, I understand what you're trying to do, and I think it's dope, but it looks ridiculous. You can't have him's face looking funny style like that. It just, I don't know, just to me, I think the low key was a diss kind of like, first of all, Obviously, that that's not a scene that Zach and them had originally. So, Josh, you want to put that in because you think this is something that works better. 
But this is just your thing, man. Like, listen, the dude had a mustache, homie. So we can't put this shit in the movie. Like, it don't look right. It just, I didn't, it puzzled me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I hated that part. Um, because when the movie starts with the montage, with the music, that's classic Zack shit. You can go back to The Watchmen. It starts the same way. Batman v Superman had that same type of thing. That's his style. I was like, okay, this is this is some Zack shit because he likes to use music to frame his stuff and do the montage thing. And he always picks the right song that fits in a particular moment. I was like, he did it again. But I was like, they didn't start it like that. They put some shit at the front of it. I was like, okay, they kind of hijacked him a little bit. But the ultimate hijack to me was the score. Danny Elfman. I respect him for what he did in Batman. First first Batman. I got mad respect for what he did with Spider-Man. He's got classic themes. The Batman theme is a classic theme. But this in this movie here, his his score work was complete trash. Uh compared to Hans Zimmer. I'm saying his name right. The Batman, the the Batman v Superman soundtrack album is a masterwork. Man of Steel soundtrack, classic. They got classic theme. That that music matches that movie to the T. Batman v Superman music. It's, I listen to that. I still listen to that album. It's a dope work on there. The Wonder Woman theme is a classic. It's a new. It's a new classic. And when that, I don't care what nobody thought about the other movie. When that theme came on, people got hyped. They associate that with her. They use it in her movie. It's dope. What he did with that in this movie was whack. He just kind of had a little this trash. Just play the music, homie. You're not that good. <laughs> just play what the masters wrote. You don't need to put your thing. When they use the old Batman theme with Batman, I tip my hat and say, okay. But to me, it don't fit this. It just it's something about I was like, just use the Batman that was in the last movie that fits this Batman. This people are going to think of your old Batman with this. And it's not that I just don't to me, this Batman overplays that one. So eh, it's cool, but it just seemed like it doesn't fit. And then lastly, what they do with Superman in the music. There's really only real one Superman theme. And that's John Williams. That, that's a classic. But the way he played in this movie. Trash. First of all, if you're not listening closely, you don't hear it. But when you do hear it, he plays it uh, when Superman was resurrected. And it's that battle with the Justice League. But he does he does it really kind of funny style. And then it kind of goes out of tune. Like it's like Superman is kind of going bad or something. But that was the to me, that was a wrong place to play it. You play the classic theme when Superman finally is in the suit and he comes to fight uh Steppenwolf when he makes his grand entrance. If they would have played that music right then, that scene was already dope. It would have sent it over the top. I was like, oh shit. And just let it play throughout that whole part where Superman's doing his thing the whole thing but no he wants to play his own shit that was whack it's like it's not classic homie 
and, and I'm saying all that. Why am I going so hard on him? Because he got an interview out there where he's talking greasy. He said, uh, oh, are you going to use the Batman theme? Or Hans Zimmer's Batman theme from the last movie? No. There's only one Batman theme. Oh, which one is that? The one I made. <laughs> really? Now, I said, first of all, if you want to keep it 1,000, if there's really one Batman theme, if you want to be funny about it, you'll be the <laughs> Batman. That's the Batman theme. That's so, the theme. Yeah, so stop playing. Stop. Don't play yourself, first of all. <laughs> And that's if, if and if Josh wanted to be all his little winks and nods, he really really low key had him play that in the movie. Could have even been a joke or something, but that was people more recognized than anything. But so to go back and not play the classic John Williams for real, instead of trying to play your new shit that's that's tired, homie, you, you're not on the level of Zimmer and them cats. Just keep it one thousand. Zimmer got classics. You can go back to the Nolan Batman movies. That movie, that music fits for that movie. And you hear that music, you're like, oh, man, that was the part when, when they doing the bank robbery. Uh. So I thought they shitted on him by firing. They fired Junkie XL, who was the second composer on B, Batman v Superman. And he actually came up with that. And they brought this dude. And I can understand. Josh wanted to bring his own people in. Again, I think they was shitting on <laughs> Zach, man. I don't know why. But it was trash. I didn't like the, 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 the soundtrack at all. And I've listened to the soundtrack isolated for the whole album twice. It's trash. It's nothing memorable about it. There's no classic song. There's nothing. You don't remember nothing out of this movie. You, you'll hum the music. There should have been I, a classic Justice League type of theme. Even if they just pulled it from the cartoon. Should have just did that. But I anyway. disagree slightly. Slightly. I think the Gary Clark song with uh, Junkie XL, the cover come together, fantastic. No, that, that is that is fantastic. You, I <clears throat> totally agree with you. They should have used that more than the movie. Yeah, the they should have. Yeah, no, that, that, I thought that I sang that more than anything. Uh, come together, I can dig it. Oh, yeah. And listen, Aquaman, that, that movie better be dope. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that impressed with what they showed. I'm not saying he was bad, but I didn't walk out of the movie saying, oh, I got to see the Wonder Man, Aquaman movie. I don't know. It was just something about it. I was just like expecting more or something. And I was like, man, this kind of low key feel like when Jar Jar went to the Gungan City and Phantom Menace when they went on the wild. Eh. That was a little better than this. And then my old, old girl had to make the little bubble. Because I was like, how are they going to be talking underwater? Like this, I said, that's going to be a hard movie to pull off. But I'm curious to see what they do. But Momoa was, was dope. But I wish they had gave him a little bit more. And there was, again, look at them trailers. He's doing stuff in them trailers that ain't in this movie. <laughs> like There was an iconic scene in the trailer where he's standing and the water comes... <laughs> That wasn't in the movie. So I, you see, the Aquaman, Aquaman movie will be difficult because you know we're talking. It's almost like the Black Panther movie. You're talking an entire undersea kingdom here. Yeah, and that's a lot of people, a lot of characters, a lot of set building underwater. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the Flash. Let me make sure I see the piece. I actually thought I was going to not really care for that dude. 
I actually liked him. Uh, he's hella jokey, but I loved and I and I didn't like it at first because they really make a point to show you like his mannerisms or he's you know what he's almost like Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, very like yes. jerky herky and those. Are, but for some reason, I kind of liked that. Um, there's the part when uh, Cyborg comes on the rooftop when they're meeting with Gordon, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He was, he was like startled, and he's like, and then looking at him like, "What?" He was looking at Cyborg like, "What the fuck is this dude?" And, and I like that because like this dude is not—he's not a superhero yet. He ain't really did shit, and he's showing you like, I, I actually love the scene where he was like. Uh, Batman, let me all let you for a minute on the side. Listen, I don't. I ain't built for this life. I don't. I ain't never did this shit before. What the fuck? What is going on? He was terrified. Batman, just say one person. I was like, okay, dude is mad scary, and which he should be. Cause he ain't never been around. He ain't never seen mm. nothing like this. He's not shook. The, is the word? Yeah, he's shook. As he, he should be. He is not the Flash yet. Like like you know we're used to seeing. He's still just the dude. I wish they would kind of explain how he had that suit, whatever, but he has not obviously not done anything yet to where he could just be jumping in and being a badass. But I thought was kind of, I was believable. I was like, okay. You know, I was kind of curious about a cyborg. He's, I guess you could write it off because he's more machine now where he maybe he's not scary or something. But I was like, you felt like he had been doing this before because he's just jumping around and you're fighting aliens. And like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, let's go. But he was like, nah, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, what's going on? I, I, I liked his character. I didn't like the only thing I'll say about it, and I don't know, you can, you guys could tell me the last scene with the Flash in the movie where he's just running down the street and he looked like he was moist as hell when he was running. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, dude looked like he was ice skating. I'm like, what yeah, the hell? Like he about to do a triple axle. <laughs> I was like, what is he? Why is he running like a bitch? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he reminded me of uh, Blades of, was it Blades of Glory? Or Hilarious. With uh, uh, Will Ferrell when he was <laughs> going across that ice. <laughs> and uh, Napoleon Dynamite in his ass. Yeah, that wow. was goofy as hell. I didn't understand <laughs> that part. But listen, that first post credit scene where he's fight or excuse me, racing Superman, that's golden, man. I was I was like, okay, this this is and again, it was just that interaction with the superheroes. And I was like, man, it's like straight out the comics. Like, yeah, Batman told me something about a brunch. Ah, oh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, if I win, you're out the group. I was like, oh, I was like, this is Superman right here, man. I was like, yeah. Didn't yeah. he just go ahead and do Superman? I don't even call it Man of Steel. Just call it Superman, whatever. I like this is the guy, man. I was like, he's he's the he's the character. I was like, Henry Cavill, he's totally different type of a vibe to him now. He's not all I don't know what to do, Lois. Uh, he was just the, yeah, he was that good. He was Superman. He was dope. The one thing. And again, old school comic head here. The one thing DC needs to do is go back to the original costume for Superman. You know, people are saying, oh, you took off the little red draws. <laughs> you take the red out and you lose that additional color contrast to break things up. You know, all just the whole blue and the S does not work. And that texture they're using for the fabric now. Fuck is that? No, 
somebody needs to go look at Christopher Reeve and steal that. That is Superman. I want to go back to Flash. I'm sorry, Mike. I respect you, but dude was garbage. (laughs) Garbage. He was hefty, glad. One of those. That was him. Uh, I I just okay. I get where they were going with. He was supposed to be um, our eyes, our point of view into this whole entire world. But screw all that. Especially when you have. Uh, a show called The Flash going on its fourth season where we see from jump yeah he didn't know what he was doing but from jump they show Grant Gustin's Barry Allen Flash wanting to be a hero going up against all kind of super powered uh, metahumans and like okay he he don't know how he gonna defeat him but, yeah, but he's got a he whole ain't... season to, to develop no, no it's the first episode against what uh, the, the Weather King Dude, bring it out a cyclone, and he like he ain't he ain't go to turn to Joe like man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, is this somebody that can help me? Figure this. I, I I just run and and attack me. No, he's like, hey, how do I stop this guy? Cause I gotta stop this guy. So maybe that's a little bit unfair, but unfortunately, Warner Brothers, DC, y'all did this. Y'all had a second season going on Flash. Y'all decided we gonna do a Flash. Barry Allen, when you had like five, fifty, sixty, eleven hundred different flashes, they could have went with. They said, "Nah, he's gonna be Barry Allen too." And you can't give us uh, Barry Allen with the bitch in him. Nah, that's not gonna work. And that that character didn't work for me at all. Wow, like I, I didn't. Even, it's funny you say that. I didn't even think once about the TV Flash as I was watching this dude. Like I was just like, this, this is a different, whole different take. And as much as I like the the TV Flash, don't get me wrong, I, I think it's dope. I didn't cross my mind at all. Like I would actually love to see them cross together, like in Flashpoint or something. I think would be amazing. But I just think they're entirely two different Flashes. You're right, they are. And I have no problem with that. One shook. Well, yeah, he is. And again, I think his movie, he's, he will become who he is. And again, I think that's the way they were. They did for better or for worse. For some of these characters, they play them like that. I think it was a risk. Some say it didn't work, but they played Superman like it took them three movies to show us Superman. Uh, Aquaman is just Jason Momoa himself says, don't be mad. This is not Aquaman that you're going to see in this movie. You're going to see that in my movie, uh, which I, I didn't have no frame of reference for the character, so it doesn't bother me. But apparently, like even this Flash, he is not the self-assured dude out the gate. He's he should. And, you know, the thing is, too. I would say in the movie's defense, they can't necessarily all be badasses. Because in an ensemble movie, they can't all play the same type of character. They can't all be self-assured at the, out the gate. Uh, and I was kind of concerned about Jason Momoa versus a Batman because Batman was the badass at first. But they kind of had to tone him back a little bit to let some of these other guys be that type of a character. They can't all be gruff. Uh, you know, you know, there has to be some sort of difference in them. So you're gonna let Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman. Flash is gonna be the comic dude. You know, it's only they had to fit into these little tropes a little bit. And Superman's gonna freaking be Superman like this. He just has to be the Boy Scout. There ain't no other way around it. Batman's gonna have to be the asshole now. You know, so. I, I can see what you're saying. If you're comparing other versions, yeah, but I thought he worked. Again, he's a 
he was like Jesse Eisenberg to me. A lot of people are not feeling him as Luther. I actually didn't mind him after a while. And I will say this, showing him at the end of this movie, to me, they just doubled down. Said, Nigga, this is Lex Luthor. <laughs> so he ain't going nowhere. Uh, he still may have a little bit of that funniness about him, but I think he rose to the occasion. At the, and I was like, that's, I that's Lex, man. That's the new version of Lex. Like, he's the, he felt like he was the boss. Like He was more relaxed and chilling. He had a suit on. He wasn't. He was all funny. He was on that, you know, Facebook style in the last movie. This one, he seemed like he's the dude. And yeah, I, he's I, got to show me a little more. Again, it was just two minutes, but uh, he, like I said, he owned it. Like, yeah. like Deathstroke, who could probably kill him in a second, and he talking to him like, Psh, "What do you mean? Don't waste your time." Like, Psh. like I'm Lex Luthor, bitch. We gonna, <laughs> we gonna get this team together and take them down. I still want soup. Oops. Yeah, and I was like, they about to do the, the Legion of Doomers? I was like, oh. That's right. We need our own league, man. <laughs> dope, man. And, and even, like, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne, I could see six chairs or seven chairs there. I was like, oh, there's going to do the Hall of Justice. I was like, yeah, go ahead and bring it on. I, I hope they do it. You know, that's the other part of this. I hope Warner Brothers gets it together and just can have the Justice League 2 and, and actually make it. I hope Ben Affleck can stick around. I could see if he, at this point, I could see if he doesn't. Um, but I think he's dope as fuck as Batman. Wonder Woman, Gal. Listen, man, that's why I say all hell Zack Snyder, man. Listen, Zack had uphill battle out the gate. But here's what he did that it was also, he was dope and he proved people wrong. He said, I'm going to do Ben Affleck as Batman. What did everybody say? Trash. Ben killed it. Best Batman on film, in my opinion. I'm going to bring in the girl from Fast and the Furious to be Wonder Woman. Trash. She killed it. Uh, his acting, his casting chops is dope, man. Like, um, hey. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, to me, he did his thing. <laughs> Lex Luthor, you even just said. My man playing Lex Luthor, he was clowned out from a lot of people in that. You said two minutes, redeemed himself. He was that no, dude. No, no, no. Oh, don't no, go ahead. I didn't say that. What did you say then? I said he showed that he can do it. I didn't say he redeemed. Okay, well, then he showed that. He ain't redeemed BVS. Sure. No, he, he, no. He, he, but you now believe that he could be that character. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah I think he, he, he can. Henry Cavill. He can Henry be. Stepped it up. So, yeah, he can be. And Henry's a, actually a, a really good actor, but I think they just need somebody that can direct people and, and let them be what they do. But I think, man, again, I think Zach played a long play. I don't think he's perfect, but in terms of how he does his action off the charts, I was a little disappointed with this movie that there's no. Well, there is no scene in this movie that's on the level of the Batman warehouse scene from the last movie. That, to me, is one of the badass oh. scenes on superhero movies of all time. He was putting in that work. I was disappointed that they didn't let Batman get down like that in this one. But I will say the scene with Steppenwolf when he first came to uh, Therese. That's what I was just about to bring that, that up. That shit was fire. That was the shit right yeah. there. That was incredible. When he did that jump and caught the 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 girl the Amazonian on that horse, I was like, "Oh, yeah. he ain't playing." And then he he kind of played with us like, "I could kill you," but now nah, let me go ahead and go. Let me bounce out of here. 
I will say this, Warner Brothers, they better be lucky. I mean, I guess if you don't steal and blatantly copy, do it from yourself. Because that whole, when she was explaining that, you know, the Amazons and the Atlanteans and the Lanterns and man came together to stop stepping. I was like, ain't that Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah. And then they had the entire army. I like, that was that's the shit. battle of seven armies. Like, what the hell? I was like, I know my film stuff. Yeah, but, but, and, but doing it with superheroes? That was bad. Yeah. It was still bad. That, I mean, that was that yeah. was dope. That whole see, and here's the thing: like I've seen a couple of uh, articles written about how Steppenwolf is bad. I mean, I've gone back and forth with Q on this on the on the, the Fantastic uh, Group page. I'm like, what more did you want from Steppenwolf? The dude had his motivation. We we understand he's from Apocalypse. Yep. He's been con- he conquers worlds for Darkseid. He he has these mother box, mother boxes that totally f up worlds, and he got to Earth and got stopped. Matter of fact, somebody pointed out uh, when well, I pointed, but I saw, it, but it had to reiterate. He didn't get stopped. His people dragged his ass up off Earth and said, "Yo, we gotta get up out of here. This these dang kid play. This ain't they ain't no pushover." And. And what we're led to believe is, is that Darkseid is like, you're a failure. And being called a failure by Darkseid, that ain't a good look. Yeah, period. that's right. a problem. <laughs> so he come, so I don't know, now they didn't, they weren't clear about what brought him back. He just said, Mother Box reawakened. They're trying to say, they're tying it to um, Superman dying. They didn't explain why, but I mean, okay, I'm just going to go with it. And now he's like, okay, now's my chance to redeem myself to Darkseid. I'm like, how, what more do you want motivation? You got everything you need. Well, and on top of that, they showed him in the past kicking ass. Unfortunately, they had a little more ass kicking on their side. And you show him in the present just molly whopping uh, the Amazonians and the Atlanteans. So I'm like, what do you want? And he was, oh, and he was handling the Justice League. Wonder Woman is, is this badass and... You know, he was he, he was going toe-to-toe to her and actually uh, was getting the better of it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what more do you want? Yeah, you know, and again, I personally don't think that he was sort of the main bad guy, actually, uh, in this movie. Uh, and again, if you even go back to the trailer, they didn't have this in the movie, but Stephen Wolf gives a whole explanation, almost like he's doing some sort of uh, recollection back because he's like, you know, what do you say? No lanterns. No Kryptonians, you know, and it's him explaining. Yeah, they said that in the movie. He did. He said, he did, yeah, he did that line in the movie when he was um, uh, he had the parademons when I guess he was in Germany. I think he was looking for the last one. Uh, okay, and he was like, just like now go find the last box. And that's when he was starting to say there was no Kryptonians and all that. Yeah, he said that. Line, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I missed that. Um, but yeah, I think that I don't. I, I personally don't think he was the end all the be all bad guy of this movie and again we have to remember the original intention of this was a two-parter cliffhangering with their parents the arrival of, of uh what's my guy's name dark side dark side so i don't think i hope he- they don't push that and and rush <clears throat> rush showing him in this uh in this franchise though well, and I guess I also need to uh, eat crow with Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers where I'm saying, like, you guys are doing too many extinction level threats. You had um, the the crypto Zod and his crew that was going to terraform Earth. You had Doomsday that was just going to destroy the Earth because that's what he does. And now you have a, a conqueror. And I think that they ramped it down a tad bit. 
where you have this person doing the bidding, and this is his second time failing. So now Darkseid, now we now when Darkseid does come, you're like, okay, yeah, Darkseid is like, okay, who keeps stopping my people? Maybe, maybe it needs to be me to go get up there and take take over Earth. So exactly. now, so now it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not too mad about this extinction level threat because, you know, he failed twice. We've already seen he failed. And he, he he did it again. So now when Darkseid comes, it's like, oh, he, yeah. he if he we had to get, get off that yeah. throne. I almost yeah. wish they had Darkseid sort of reach down through that boom tube thing and pull his ass like, like you fucked up. Come back up in here. You know, we won't come back until I'm ready. But at least you got to see like, oh, shit. This is other dude that he mentions gives the audience understanding. Oh, the real, you know the real cat yeah. would have been is the shit. Okay, we get a glimpse of that, but y'all ain't. What I was, go oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What What I was hoping was is when that boom two opened, I was hoping for those Omega bees to come down and kill Steppenwolf. Like, mm. like uh, remember that scene in Mad Max where uh, that dude says uh, to a mortar. Mortal, I forgot his name. I, I'm gonna go jump on the tank and help. And he falls down. The dude goes mediocre. I was hoping <laughs> uh, Dark Side was gonna shoot his Omega Beans. Like you had two chances and you that failed. Been dope. That would have been dope. Yeah, Omega them. Beans. That's your ass. And then you know. <laughs> and then they, they have to like close down, the like, boom box. Coming room. for y'all. Yeah, and then they today. close the boom thing real. You know, they have to close it down because this dude's gonna come through and let that be the end of it. Like, oh shit, there's something else out there. Well, I'm glad they didn't have a cameo of Darkseid because the obvious connection would, or comparison is going to be to Thanos because they do look alike. And yeah. they would have been accused immediately of ripping off Marvel. So I'm well, glad actually, they avoided that. Didn't, didn't Marvel rip off uh, uh, Thanos from Darkseid? Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. In, in the books, you know, Darkseid is first. But, you know, you and I both know that the MCU and the DCU don't mean doesn't give a shit about continuity. Right, right. So in the film world, Thanos is first. That's true. That's true. Uh, man, what was but the thing else? is, Darkseid is such a badass character. Oh, he if is. They ass right. People are gonna be like Thanos. Who? Ah, let's not give carried away. <laughs> no, no. Well, like I said, if they cast right and write him right, he should be like people. Be like, who the fuck is Thanos? Darkseid is that dude. It just hit me because you said earlier. You know, they started with Steppenwolf. If they could make another threat, maybe in the Superman film, and this is my comic geek coming out, if they could do a film adaptation of the Alan Moore story with Mongol called For the Man Who Has Everything, Mm. that would be awesome. Hmm. I think they should just keep it somewhat simpler and just do Brainiac. I think people are somewhat familiar with Brainiac from oh, the yeah. comics, yeah. from the for cartoon. The Mongols, for sure, yeah. And at the same time, it it, it can it's, uh, be extension level threat because that's what Brainiac does. But he's not too much that Superman needs help. Hmm. No, I'm just saying because you see Brainiac, Superman, Superman could go one on one with Brainiac, but Brainiac, his programming is to assimilate and destroy worlds, but. You don't. I don't think Superman would need help with that because they've shown a history. He can take him one on one. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I don't know if I had any other sort of things I wanted to nitpick about, but end of the day, the, the mother boxes are too big at first. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, physically they are too too big. They are not that big. 
Oh, I was going to ask. When the movie first starts with Batman, to me, they don't. And maybe I don't know if maybe you don't feel like they have to. But I was kind of like, how does he know about the whole fear thing? And, you know, they sort of play that. That's the sort of end thing. They play it again at the end where that defeats Steppenwolf because he was afraid. But I just felt like they just didn't really explain that. Well, what they were saying was is that the parademon can't. Well, from what I took away, Batman was striking fear in that uh, criminals, in that criminal, and the parademon came to them because he smelled the fear. So they yeah. were setting up the end. Well, right, but I'm like, how did Batman even know that? I don't think Batman said that. Yeah, he did. He said they. He said something about it. He's like, I need your fear, and the dude was like, what? And then that thing comes. I'm like, okay, but how did he? They don't really explain like how he knows. Was he just battling them all over the city I, or something? I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. My opinion, I, I I thought that he was just. It was kind of like a callback to the first Batman, where he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to tell everybody about me. He was like, I need your fear. Like you, he, he wants you, you all to fear me, so y'all get some act right. But I couldn't. <laughs> <know. laughs> that. He's like, what do you want from me? I want your fear, because he's like, like, yo, I'm Batman, and you know, yeah, I'm checking all y'all. But I he already he, had I their fears. Again, big. he's been Batman for twenty years. He already had their fears. Oh, he was, right. send, he yeah. was sending cats to prison. And they was scared to get branded because they was he was killing cats. Like he's the last person they fear. He they established that he was that motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> and yet they're still out there doing dirt, though. Say it again. Yes. Knowing that he's out there, still out there doing dirt. Knowing he's he's out there. Yeah. So I don't think he. I mean, them dudes knew who he was. He wasn't. That's why I was a little like confused. Like, who is this guy he's chasing? Like, is he a bad guy? He knew who Batman was. He was running from him, but I was kind of like, okay. And then I was like, maybe he's just catching some bad guy. But then he's obviously has an ulterior motive. No, I want your fear. And then, I was like, okay. I mean, he looked dope as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I was like, damn, Batman. Okay, again. I was so, I was like, I know they're not going to have Batman just murder this cat. Because if this was the other movie, he would have dropped that. He was, fuck him, man. <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is a kinder, gentler, you know, the Dark Knight. He, you know, he out here killing people. Uh, I, I got, they they kind of wasted my man Gordon, man. It was dope casting. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. My man JK needs to pick a side. Either he's Marvel, yay, or he's not. Okay, you can't be can't be Gordon and you know J.J. Jonah Jameson. Come on, man. Well, apparently he can. <laughs> yeah, true. This is a dope actor. I just thought he was gonna be doing. And you know, they made remember that shot they showed of him. He was all yoked out, like he's working in a gym and stuff. Yeah. For this movie, yeah. and I'm like, they, well, they didn't show that Playboy. Was, like, was there some scene where Jim Gordon was yoked out in the streets battling or something? I was like, What's going no. on? No, but uh, it was it was a fun one. It was it was a good time. I got the comic book dude in me. I, I gotta see it again, man. Just see the action and them getting it in. But, uh, well, I I, I want to give Zach uh, some more props as I I'm tempted to say that Superman scene, the Superman vs. the League, it's as good as Civil War, and oh, maybe oh, oh, wow. and maybe on a <laughs> on a pawn further viewing. I might put it ahead. Wow. Or smoking. Hey, Ooh. I'm just saying, when he, with Flash, little punkish Flash, 
it's like, okay, he ain't gonna see me coming and dude does that little look over and then just turns his head with like that grin, like, you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> oh, you and then and then Flash keep coming and Superman's kinda like, Oh, you, you really gonna keep coming? <laughs> All right. Take this. Take these hands. Let's, let's see how fast you really are. And look on Flash's face. He was like, "Whoa, sh- sh- that was incredible!" How they filmed that, man. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Just that eyeball, man. I was like, "Oh, sh-. that's why Superman ain't no joke, man." Like he was. That was a dope. That was the airport scene, basically. That was their airport scene. One thing yeah. I have to I have to give the DC a little dap for is. They didn't do the beat to death three point pose landing. Cause I was looking for that. Batman kind of had that a little bit. Remember, he yeah, maybe a little bit, but not the hero <laughs> landing. Yes. You know, because I'm thinking about the whole uh, airport scene in Civil War, and they introduced Spider Man to it, and the first thing he did was that, and I wanted to kill him. I, I think they're trolling us at this point. I really do. I just think you know, people have been calling it out, so now they like we got to do one just to troll them. <laughs> Interesting. And, and my my last point is, as good as Ben Affleck was at playing Batman and the role he played in this, I just think Batman should not have been the one that been trying to form the Justice League. I think it should have been one to one because I'm like Batman ain't a recruiter. Batman is like, okay, look, I figured this out. We need help. Wonder Woman, you go get them. But hmm. I'm like, Batman going around like he recruiting for Duke University? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he just doesn't seem to have the temperament for that. So, but, I, that, I mean, I'm, it's not, it doesn't hurt my enjoyment of it, but I'm just saying that that was, nah, come on, man. I guess they just wanted Batman to meet Flash and Aquaman first. Well, you know, when the Justice League first started, Batman was not a member. Hmm, I know that. You know, John Jones, aka the Martian Manhunter, really was, you know, the the key to putting that thing together. Oh, okay. Now, of course, he has not been introduced in the film universe yet. Yeah, know. and it, it, it's just really strange because I, I had this conversation a couple weeks ago when, uh, with uh, Mo Kelly and his people doing that Thor review, and it's just like Warner Brothers. I know that there are some issues with filming this movie. I know there's that uh, people that just want to hate on you because deservedly so. You've done some bad missteps and fucked up. But I hope they take a step back and see you can still have these films. There can still be a DCEU. There can still be continuity between these films. There can be one um, superhero in another superhero's film. And it can work because this film worked. Because it didn't start slow pace and backstory exposition. It started, you know, we, we knew Batman. We knew Wonder Woman. Um, when they went to Themyscira, you know, people aren't like, okay, what the hell is this? So you can still have this interconnected universe. Zack Snyder, which I can't believe I'm giving him props, he did it. So don't pull back because Wonder Woman solo worked better and, was, and had the best reviews and all that other good stuff. See what you brought together with here and just take them apart so they can establish their own stuff and you can make more money and bring them back together again. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I think their worst enemy is themselves. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd even throw Suicide They're Squad. They're overthinking it. Yeah, I throw Suicide Squad in the same thing. That movie that, that was originally made is definitely not the movie that we saw. And they keep doing that type of stuff. I don't... 
I don't know if they did or didn't do that with Wonder Woman. They just got lucky. But I actually have other reasons why I think Wonder Woman is successful. To me, the movie is not all that. I think the character is dope and she plays her to the T on screen. But that movie is I to me. Well, but, it's like the first Captain America movie. You know, it yeah. introduces the character. I, okay, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we've done that, let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. But they, they, yeah, they're their own worst enemy and they just need to, I think, you know, and part of it too is I think there is such a bias against them sometimes that they unfortunately have to deal with, uh, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. To me, there's so much of a bias toward Marvel and maybe even some of the Fox movies. And I, I truly think it's because I think people low key care more about Superman and Batman in the back of their mind that they really want to see it done right. And, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, so when you see these Marvel movies and a lot of these Marvel movies were about characters, most people didn't know about 10 years ago, not on this, not on a mainstream level. Right. Like they would no mm-hmm. question you doing an Iron Man movie. Huh? Yeah. You know, and so they made these characters, frontline a-list characters but superman wonder woman batman are a-list out the gate you don't get no a more a-lister than that everyone knows those characters on some level so i think as people care more about it because they have expectations about those characters and when they see man of steel batman v superman those movies are not easily digestible happy sort of expectation my expectation of superhero would be they are and you hit it you know they are sort of deconstructing those types of tropes and characters uh and they're a risky movie you know they're not just a easily digestible movie uh so when they see that and again it goes against what the successful superhero movies are yeah they're gonna bash the hell out of that and i think it's to the point now where it's like we knew so much about this movie before it came out stuff you normally don't know about movies you know you don't normally know all about the production of what's going on and oh it was written this way and then it changed that and the director's leaving they're bringing another person in and they gotta do the cgi on this and we we don't know all that shit and that's not really reported on a lot of cgi movies again most of these movies are all cgi keep it 1000 but we don't know all about oh you know if you go look at it, it's to me, it's like uh, God, there was a movie. I can't think of the movie right now, but I can look at the person's face on the screen. And I know they did some uh, Star Wars. Princess Leia. If you go look at The Force Awakens. I'm dead sure they did some CGI on Princess Leia's face and just her regular Damn. scenes. If you really look at it, you can see there's something weird about her face. But because there is no story where I can't corroborate that and my eye is not looking for it, but it jumps out to me because it just looks odd. But on here, when Superman first comes on the screen in the movie, I know the reports of the mustache. I, everyone talks about it. So when I see that and I see any funniness, my eye jumps to it. It's, ah, this is bullshit. Because I know it's there. If I probably didn't know about it, I'd be curious if a person who knew nothing about it, you would have to have a really good eye to be like, Henry Cavill looks a little different. But we know all of this shit going into it, so it sort of clouds our thinking 
when we're watching these movies and that is super apparent with DC movies they get people go in all the again to me I give this movie somewhat a pass because I somewhat give Thor Ragnarok a pass because they kind of do some of the things the same thing they change the tone from the previous movie and they insert a lot of jokes and on one hand I would be like man Batman's supposed to be hardcore you just showed me he was hardcore in the last movie he'd be the last one joking he was playing to the death but in this one he's not and he got jokes but it does work and I see you know they're trying to do something different so it's like, okay but it works in the context of this but it is different uh, but again so all these little things that I think there's such a bias toward DC movies and that's a that's a heavy thing for them to deal with because they're trying to make money it's a business so when the when the CEO Warner Brothers says hey this movie got to be under two hours well he's thinking about paper now I think he backfired on him because I don't think it's going to make what they thought it was going to make this weekend and the only reason they said there's going to be two hours so they could show it more but what happens it's not working right <laughs> people are saying man you kind of it could have been longer or or what's going on with some of these scenes so sometimes you just gotta let the artistic vision be what it is here's my last point i'll say i feel like the preacher i was thinking about this in terms of how i could relate this to prince and shout out to warner brothers for the prince shout out in the movie right at the beginning yep. that was dope and david Bowie. this movie is what sign of the times was to prince this movie oh boy <laughs> this movie was originally uh crystal ball right oh zach came came to warner brothers and said yo this is and they was like no nah, we're not putting that out <laughs> gotta tone it's it down much. yeah you gotta, you gotta tone it down this is going against you know they have their reasons right uh, we can't sell this or critical is going to be a problem you can't show movie that many times and then zach came back okay well here's this now it becomes crystal ball in this case zach walks or they fired him right and let somebody else come in and mix the record that would have been like a princess gave him sign of time here here i'm done do it with you as you will and a prince probably would have put slave on his face and went out there and shitted on the album but zach i tip my hat to zach because he wants to work <laughs> he wants to work again in this business so he charges it to the game Warner Brothers charges him to the game in the sense that we're not we'll, we'll say that it's because of this situation you have a personal situation and we're going to split ways now he could have probably came out and aired him out and said now this is what really happened and I think he's low key doing that now and he says I ain't even seen the movie nor have they even talked to me about it but he's still actively putting stuff out online on the movie so he ain't that out of it that he can't be on social media hyping the movie and then he also made his own little movie on the side i don't know if you heard about that right he had that short movie that just came out recently so he obviously can work but he he just understands that if i came out shooting guns and running my mouth off on that tyrese i'd be over oh right? they, yeah that's they, not a good look especially yeah. if if this movie underperforms like yeah, they're yeah. saying it will so he would, he know he would be out. No, no studio would touch him. So that's why I say I, I see this as this is this is his sign of times. Cause this is a dope movie, but there's a if we'd have got that full crystal ball, it would have been a headbuster. Damn what they think would have happened. 
with it. Well, we can't sell a three LP or we can't sell a three hour movie, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that's that's my take on this movie. But salute Justice League. Definitely a good movie. Well, one thing you mentioned, and I'm glad that they're getting getting away from this in the whole genre as a whole, is the deconstruction of superhero tropes. It's, that's been done to death. You know, it's done in Watchmen. Great. Let Watchmen do what that does. And they've done it in early Superman, Man of Steel ones. Get away from that. People want to see, you know, villain A show up, group whips his ass, and laughs it up. That's it. You know, it's not about the whole, you know, long soliloquy of holding a skull in your hand. Oh, alas, Paul Yurtick. I knew him well. No. Damn all that. Let's just get to it like they did in this film. They want to see it until they don't. <laughs> which, yeah. which, was, which is the dark night and all that. But again... You're right. It all has a place, you know. We're in the age of yeah. We want to see comic books, but again, when they throw a Logan at you, whoa, that was some shit. You know, that's a that's a different type of a comic book movie, but it works. Or you can throw a Deadpool at him, which is a whole different type of a comic book movie too, right? But it works. So it's just a it's just a play. But I think you're right in terms of these characters, though. They haven't really gotten a chance to be like this in a very long time, you know when it was Batman Batman and Robin movie, that was at the wrong time to be doing that type of jokey shit. Ugh. You know, but if you go, uh, you know, a few years earlier, 20, 30 years earlier than sixties, it was the right time to have Batman cracking jokes and on TV, you know, it wouldn't probably work now, but who's to say in 10 years, that doesn't come back where you would accept a Batman that's acting like that or a Superman or whatever. So, Right now, we you're right. We want to just see them be goddamn heroes, uh, and it's a perfect time for culturally, I think, too, because you want some escapism. You know, where you just can root for something like yeah, and you gotta be all super political or trying to be some allegory to Trump or something crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something you said when you were talking about them, like they're doing it to themselves. I'm just. Like I don't see this stuff going out happening at Fox with their comic properties. I'm not seeing it with Marvel now. You know, we somewhat saw it with Sony, but Sony's a actually fucking you do mess. see it with Marvel. You've seen it. Really? You remember Ant Man? Okay. Again, yeah, that was the press, one time. The, the bias is not on them. So when they have this type of stuff, it's not. We don't. They don't pump it up like that. But you don't have a, where a director that made half the movie and they bring somebody else in to do it. Now, if that was a DC, it'd be all over the news. But on Marvel, they play that off. And oh yeah, yeah, that, that's nothing. Hmm. You, know, you know, they have that with Star Wars, obviously. But again, yeah. they, you know, for whatever reason, they get passes on that. You have Han Solo movie. You, you tell me they had somebody that already made the movie, and you gonna bring in another director and reshoot it? Uh, Rogue One, the same way. Yeah. But I mean, it's just as far as like so much negative information, so much turmoil, disarray being aired out in the media. I mean, I'm quite sure, like, I'm quite sure Ryan Coogler probably had to fight like a mother to get Black Panther the way he wanted. But we don't know anything about that. You're right. I, I was like, I'm just, I'm just sure when we see this movie, we're probably all gonna be like, I can't believe Mar. From well, what we hear, well, this you, is like the blackest movie ever. You heard it with Josh I think we're all going to be saying, how the hell did he get that done? Right. I'm saying you heard it, though, low-key with Josh Wheaton on Avengers 2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he came out and said, eh. 
And you saw how that moved. That's what I say. Even he, you bring him onto this. Okay. I mean, the little jokes is cool, but, you know, Avengers 2 was kind of was all over the place. But again, it had some of the same problems that they have with this. It's just that they wasn't going that hard in the press. They didn't, they didn't talk about Josh wanted to go one direction in the movie. Studio wanted to go another direction. They telling him to insert scenes in the movie that don't make no sense to him, like the Thor stuff. But uh, you get a, they get a pass. And then when he walks away from that movie, he's low-key clowning that movie in the press. They didn't get a pass. They just kind of gloss over that. Fair, yeah. You know, you mentioned Black Panther. I'm going to veer to that for a smidgen. Uh, when I was watching <clears throat> Justice League the other night, they showed, you know, a trailer for it, and I know the movie's not out yet. I know this, and visually it looks great, but the hip hop soundtrack just doesn't fit. Just does not fit with that character. You know, you got the guys in the song saying, you know, revolution will not be televised. It's like, dude, I am a king. Are you revolting against me? Uh. Well, no, they don't play the damn song. Well, I think that they are. <laughs> There's a, I think um, Michael B. Jordan's character is trying to take over. If his character's trying to do a coup, that changes everything. That, that's what it looks yeah, like believe, to me. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it looks like. There's this revolution, you know. Because I thought he was just going to be, uh, I don't know if they're going to call him in the film, but I'll just call him what he was called in Avengers 78, you know, the man-ape character. And But if he's got like a insurrection going on i should i will no, fall back no i think michael b george is playing killmonger and the, but there is a man ape the guy who plays man ape is in the film as well well not the guy but the the the, the character the marvel character man ape is in the film as well they got but they got rid of but thankfully they they got rid of the gorilla suit because <laughs> that'd probably be a problem yeah hypersensitivity <laughs> yeah I was, you know, got a brother in it. You got an African brother, an hey. African king in a gorilla suit? In a white gorilla suit. Oh, oh yes. I can, see, I can see all the thick pieces on that. Yeah. I was kind of wondering, what, does it, is Michael B's character have an accent? It seems like he sounds like an American black person. And, but the, from, make, from the, just a short little... is Apparently he was exiled and he uh, grew up outside of Wakanda. Gotcha. That's going to be interesting. If that, they're going to make like a political, you know, insurrection coup type deal, that could be a whole different deal, too. Because that's what it, from based on what I, I've been able to piece together in the film, he was uh, exiled. He's trying to come back. I think the fact uh, with T'Chaka, uh, through T'Chaka's death, you're like, yeah, it's going to T'Challa, but some people aren't feeling that. And then there's the warring factions that... Wakanda outside has had problems with that they they may think that there's an opportunity for them to get in and take power, which unfortunately mirrors a lot of what's going on in Africa today. And then here comes um, Killmonger back, like, oh, I'm I want to get my uh, uh, I want to get control of my birthplace, and he has his own Black Panther suit. Mm. And yeah, he's, that's got, a problem. he's got <laughs> he's got white daddy pumping him up, right? <laughs> <laughs> That movie is gonna be a trip. I I already know there's gonna be so much hate. There's gonna be a lot of love for it, but there's gonna be. I think they're gonna be surprised with the element of pushback. I think I think Fox is gonna have a two-hour dissertation. Probably <laughs> they're gonna be re- Fox News. Yeah, they all you right. See all the stuff they're doing. Is Obama behind this wow. anti-white pro-black <laughs> film? 
<laughs> yeah. <sighs> is Claw supposed to be a representation of Donald Trump? It's going to be interesting, oh. man. <laughs> I know black people are going to, they're going to show up and show out for this movie. And I'm going to be curious how that is played. Like, people, I, I, I'm just, when I see the trailer playing at the theaters, at the actual theaters, it's somewhat shocking to me that I hear, I hear no response during the trailer when I go, when I'm at the theaters. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually for these other movies, and there's not a lot of black people in there, but I'm like, man, this is a Marvel movie. No one's not even, like, really seem to be paying attention to it. But I know from just looking online, culturally, Cats is all hyped for this. So I'm very curious to, like, how this movie will do. I mean, it's going to do big, but it's going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. It could be easily be Marvel's biggest movie ever because you, you could have two audiences that are going hard for it. But I wonder if one of the audiences ain't going to come as heavy as we think. I know black people <laughs> is going to go hard on this movie in terms of love. They're going to go out and support this heavy. We already see that now. So just think if you have the whole audience that would go to uh, the Tyler Perry type movies, the girl trips, and when they they surprise Hollywood, like, whoa, this many people showed up to go see this? And this movie's number one, it's a big seller. So imagine you have that whole entire audience and probably a little more, right, that sees this, such a high-level movie, and oh, we got to go see it. And then you just take the general mainstream audience who would flock to these type of movies, and they would go see it as well, could easily be their biggest thing. So I'm curious. If they to see. get the title of para, Perry audience, that would surprise me. Well, when I mean that, I'm talking about like a black audience, oh, like okay. a pure black audience, generally speaking, that would go to not just a Tyler Perry, but also went to like, you know, was a girl's trip, which was a, you know, big movie. And remember when that movie came out, a lot of these reviewers, they wasn't even, they didn't even, they act like it wasn't no movie until the second until after that first weekend, they're like, whoa, this movie's the number one movie in the country. We didn't cover this. Oh, let's go do- double back down and go watch it now and, and we'll do our review. So they didn't even pay attention to it. But again, it was still the number one movie. So they was forced to come back and look at it. But with this one be different. They they have to follow this movie because they like those type of movies. But it's also going to have this other surprise audience that they normally count out. It's going to go heavy on this movie. I already know. So it's going to be curious to see what really happens when, once we get close to it coming out and are they gonna is somebody gonna start ah yeah i don't really want to you know this marvel movie is okay um you know trying to play a role about like it's, it's black panther i mean uh it's cool it's you know it's it's not on the level of uh <laughs> captain america <laughs> blows it out the water well you know uh Okay. Yeah. I get I can see it now. Black Panther. Um is this a militant film? Yeah. Uh, is this Marvel militant verse? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> why why are they connected themselves to that terrorist group from the sixties? Something's not right. Marvel uh, militant verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is that is that Black Panther? Is this about uh civil rights or something? And that's why they'd be acting brand new. Stop! Be like, stop! You know what this now, is about. Now, I must inform you that <clears throat> in I want to say 1969 or 70, for a time, they stopped calling the Black Panther the Black Panther for that reason. In FF, I want to say 121, right around there, 
they referred to him as the coal tiger. Wow. And he, the character himself said in the book, I'm changing it, change it up because I can't be caught up with all the other shit. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. It didn't last long, but it did happen. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be there day one. Day one dollars. But all right, Justice League. Go check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Oh, before we get out of here, I think this didn't get it's not getting enough talk because this is the Justice League weekend. But uh, The Punisher. Yes. On Netflix. Let me tell you something. Are you started it? <laughs> I have. I started last night. This this is my shit right here. This I will watch all the way through. I've watched two episodes. The best for me. I'm talking about for me personally, Michael D. This is the best Netflix series of all time for me. This is my wheelbarrow. Punish. Netflix series period or Netflix Marvel series? Marvel series. Okay. This is my will. Frank, is his name right? Frank Castle. Frank Castle. Yeah. He is the wrong one. The first episode alone was heavy. Like I was, I was in my chair. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was late at night, and I'm trying to calm down. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> this is my shit, man. He was not fucking around, busting guns, taking people down. He was trying, you know, I love that type of character. He's trying to, you know, he's that ex-military dude, you know, black ops doing all that stuff, murder game, assassination. Then he comes back to civilian world and we see the glimpses where they take his family down and just seeing that shot where they just shoot his wife. I'm like, oh, sh-. And he's like working in the construction. He, he, you know, bearded up. He's just low key to himself. Hey, dude, stop doing, you know, he got that assholes fucking with him. And like, yo, my man. Leave that cat alone, man. You see, crazy, right? These niggas down here working overtime, banging down walls with a with a hammer. And I'm like, that's the wrong one. I don't understand how you don't you want to be that wise cracking dude. This dude gonna bust your head open, man. Leave him alone. Ah, I man, fuck him. You know. I was like, okay, they gonna okay. learn. Yeah, you gonna learn. I'm like, yeah. I, mean, I said, let me give me my popcorn because this is my shit, right? I love these types of characters. And the second episode, I think it's the second episode when the shit go down. And, and you know, the wrong, hey, man, leave him alone. I mean, fuck you, man. You know, I, they don't say that. But, fuck you, you know, fuck you. And my man unleashes that whoop ass. And he is going hard. Crack, crack, crack. And I was like, bust his head open. And he busts his head open. Bust him. And just the rage. And he was beating the shit up. He was he was actually running releasing 400 years of aggression, but he was a white dude. But he was getting it in, man. So this is my shit right here. This is I tip my hat to ABC. This is the best thing ABC Marvel has ever done, in my opinion, because this is like a real crime, you know, grimy, hardcore story. And they don't have to sugarcoat nothing. And so far, they don't have any characters that are dumb to me everybody's getting it in and i like that the little hacker dude again this is the punisher Hack, hacker dude Mike, wait wait i'll have to watch microchip micro yeah he oh, shit. he's trying to he's trying to fuck with you know punisher and punisher was cold with it nigga i show up at your house i'm gonna pull up on yep. your wife and kids <laughs> now i was like this nigga not playing I, 
<laughs> okay, I, I don't want to drop spoilers, but uh, they, they they actually speak to each other, and I, the microchip got uh, kind of salty with him. He's like, you know what? I'm going home to your wife. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn. I'm going to go see your wife. Yeah, that, he wasn't <laughs> playing. I was like, I was like, oh, my man is cold. He was like, I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, he's going to draw this cat out. And I'm like, what's he going to do? Because he's going to run up on him. And he's gonna murder y'all. And I, and the last thing I'll say, and I've only seen the first two episodes, when he he finally gets to the micro dude, and I'm like, man, you fucked up. This is a Punisher. Now he's in your spot, and you're like, oh yeah, oh I should have known you. And what did the Punisher do? Smack him in his mouth, knocked him the fuck out. I was like, that's right. You don't know who you fucking with. This is not a game, son. And then the episode was over. I was like, I I stood. I was clapping. Like, that's how you do it. Slap the shit out of these motherfuckers that think this shit is online and it's a game. You're dealing with the real <laughs> one. And he smacked the shit out of you. He didn't even say nothing. And it was over. And the episode was over. I was like, that's the shit right there. I was like, they could be just done. And it, that could have been an advertisement for Facebook or something. Watch what you say or what you're doing for real ones. Because these niggas is not playing out here. So I, I bravo to that episode. <laughs> that, that, that shit, this show was dope, man. And in the, even in the first episode, bodies were dropped. Like, he didn't play around. He was the Punisher. They let you see how he get down. Then they did. They, they, they didn't move forward. They didn't go back. They went forward. Just so you know, he's blasting on people. And also, shout out to that brother that is in the counseling center. He got a wooden leg, apparently. He's a real one, too. Because <laughs> he was like, Frank... You know, I'm ready to get down. If you, he's like, I know you were. He's like, yeah, man. I mean, you let me know, baby boy. Let's get it in. And even the old, the black dude was ready to go put in work when they was tracking down the microchip dudes. Like, hey, man, Frank's in the wind, partner. And turn around. And he's like, come back here. And the white dude had the gun on him. Brother just kept walking like, you're pussy. You're not going to pull it. Fuck out of here. I was like, this is my shit. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Hands down, I love it already. Yeah, that, that's the shit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fire that up this afternoon and take a look. Yeah, it's it's some good shit, man. It's some good shit. What's that dude? I always call him Shane, but that's not his name. Uh, John Berenthal. Yeah, he he's doing his thing on this. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Shane, and I thought, oh, the last thing they had that chick from Daredevil, the blonde hair girl, Sarah Page. She was in there for a second. I thought he was about to tear that out. I don't remember their interaction. In, in the other There's not a lot of interaction between. Well, there was in the in the show. Okay. She got him out of the hospital, and he, you know, they were listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire in the car together. So there was oh, some interaction. Okay, there. okay, yeah. I, I was I I couldn't remember. And I was like, man, she seemed like she kind of low key in love with this dude or something like. But he was keeping it. He played it straight though. He wasn't on his Harvey Weinstein or nothing. But oh. And, <laughs> No, Frank ain't about the be, being a Mac. He's about yeah, he's you know right. racking up bodies. <laughs> not racking up hoes. No, I'm just joking. Nope, not racking up hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All right. Uh, did you 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 watching it, uh, Ant? Yeah, I'm on episode four. I, That's good. The the highs are dope, but then they kind of take you to the low. You need to pay. Uh, we need to be paying attention, and it's kind of losing me just a tad bit. Oh. I'm on a, at the end of episode four. Uh, hopefully, it's going to pick up. 
But yeah, that that first episode was dope as hell. And those scenes you calling out, yeah, he he definitely the wrong one. But it, it, it's it's ebbing and flowing for me. Oh, okay, wow, all right. Well, as I can say, I've only seen two, so hopefully it don't go too slow. Because I thought it was going to start off slow like the other ones. I was like, eh. But, yeah. All right. Well, I have not seen it yet, but it sounds like you know John Barenthal is cast a lot better than Home Skillet, who's Iron Fist, because that guy just ain't working uh, for me. Yeah, that's a hell of an L for Marvel. Like, how are you? How did you get that casting? That's well, a Rick James L seven there, man. Come on. Is it worse than Inhumans? You know, I don't think the Inhumans is that bad. Oh, okay. I agree. I agree. I think they they were smart enough to only have it eight episodes. Yeah. I, I, they probably could have made it six, because I felt like they they slowed down a little bit. But I don't see what the problem. Well, the look of it. I, I well, agree. The, I look, think the look. Some of the characters. They have a lot of money. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they cut off Medusa's hair in order to her not for her not to use it. You know, so I mean, it's some CGI they don't have to spend money on. Wow. You know, but the, a man, Karnak, you know, I like how they do his power set. Hmm. I mean, it's not bad. You know, it's not bad at all. Now, is this on Netflix? No, it's on ABC. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I haven't even watched the first episode. It just looks funny to me, but I'm mean, It's not bad. I think their biggest mistake was putting that in theaters, man. That was... Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. That was not a good move because the expectation is, oh, it's going to be in theaters and this is going to be on like the movies. And, uh, I never bought into it from day one because at the end of the day, it's still the Inhumans and they're still C-level characters. Sorry. Wow. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, don't walk through the airport with guns. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was That was Mark. Well, no names, no names. No. It's a PSA um, service. That's all we're doing. Here. Wow. Help well, us wanna, help you. Well, if you want to do real quick, there there was that uh, the Netflix uh, issue with Disney and Fox talking about selling 21st Century Fox to Disney, and mm-hmm. Disney took too long, and they might be losing that out to Comcast or Verizon. I heard something about Sony was now jumping in the mix or something. Get oh wow yeah yeah that, that actually would be a smart move for Sony too because they're struggling as hell to get keep this Spider Man verse going but if they can get X Men and Fantastic Four sheesh. yeah it says Sony among many corporations looking to acquire Fox movie assets 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 right. <laughs> assets and I and I when I saw the I think it was Forbes who said that twenty uh, first century is still up for sale and that Comcast and Verizon were looking for it I was like Disney somebody need to get fired because how do you not close that deal and I'm not even talking about oh they get X Men and Fantastic Four back which that's easily billion dollar films right there not to mention the merchandising but I mean come on you get FX you get um, the the rights to the original Star Wars Avatar. Uh, the Simpsons. I'm like, how are you? You especially when you're launching a streaming service, and you already are saying that, hey, we don't have as much content as Netflix, so we're gonna price it lower to match the content we got. And here's some more content you could have got. Yeah, somebody need to take the L plus the pink slip. Yeah, I well, mean, they'll be fine though. I mean, 
right, you're right. But I'm still just as like, you're gonna if they if they if Sony buys this, I'm just gonna laugh my ass off at this. <laughs> like, how did you let that happen? Yeah, y'all slipping. <clears throat> you know, kind of like you know Paul McCartney when he didn't buy his masters back. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's there for you to get. Go get it. Uh, well, you know, I think too. If it's probably a good idea if Sony gets it from Marvel because they're already doing business with them with Spider Man. So, yeah. fair you know, point. They come but, back and say, "Hey, we need some help with these guys. Y'all want to eat on this too? Cool." Uh, but the thing being is, is like, uh, do you want to get a get a taste, or do you want the whole meal? True. I mean, I personally don't see. Uh, they only they there's a possibility they could be billion dollar franchises if Marvel did them, but uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Fox with I mean on television with Legion, I love the gifted as well. Um, Logan did well, Deadpool, they seem to have a a billion dollar franch well, close to a billion dollar franchise with that. They might be able to, uh, uh, if they keep the same people in, in, in tag, they might be able to turn those into billion-dollar franchises. I mean, I get they haven't so far with Fantastic Four, but you put it in the right hands, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, anything could happen, true, true enough. But... Yeah, they need to blow Fantastic Four up and just start over. Yeah, they, they, need, they need to just do the deal with Marvel. <laughs> to, to be, yeah. In my opinion, they, it only really can work if they're tied into the MCU Uh Keeping them separate, there's only so far you can go with that. But if you can have them be standing next to some of the other characters and sharing those bad guys and these these epic moments, to me that's where the Fantastic Four can shine. But otherwise, it's just sort of its own isolated thing. And you're gonna keep wanting to see how come they don't have such and such in there. Shouldn't Spider-Man show up? So maybe if Sony, as I said, if Sony can get it, and you know they're sharing Spider-Man with Marvel. Then it'd be a good thing for them. I think if Sony gets it, they could. I don't want it. They could legitimate and we bring on the, the Fox people who did Logan and Deadpool, the good Fox films. They can build their own MCU universe with those properties because they can go into space with Fantastic Four, with uh, the Galactus, Silver Surfer, the Scroll Empire, and all that. They can they can have their version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And it's just unfortunately nobody has the foresight because, you know, they're just not thinking that big in scope. Yeah, as I said, to me, the Fantastic Four, though, I think in a viewer's mind, they're just going to think back to the last movie Oof. and the ones before that. And there's yeah. such enough that yeah, there's they, so much that they have to fight against. The only way you can turn the tide on that is if they were connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because other than that, there's really nothing you can do that they're not going to think about. This is going to be more shitty like the other ones. But if you said, yeah, they're standing next to Iron Man or then right. you, you, you cast all that aside. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is best. I don't know what they could possibly do. Unless they try to bring them in with the X-Men. Like, But again, they're starting from scratch on that because Hugh Jackman's gone. Yeah, the last X Men was trashed to me. This new and, this new one looks like a horror movie and seems totally isolated from what people are going to expect with Professor X. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, well, the new one is I think it's that's the new mutants. I don't know if Professor X is in that, but that's the new mutants. So they're starting. This is like a spinoff similar to Deadpool. So I think they'll get a pass with that. But it plays but, like a horror movie. That's what, but it's, you know what I mean. So I don't know. If I'm people, okay with it. Logan was a western. 
Well, right, but you knew that was Wolverine, though. True, true, true. This one, but, you don't know. Uh, I'm just saying the average movie-going viewer probably has no idea this is even the X-Men. Right. So just, see, to me, when you when you say New Mutants, and I'm not a fan, so to me, New Mutants is like watching the Inhumans. They just don't resonate with me, and they never have. And see, this is why Fox, why you would cash in those X-Men checks with Hugh Jackman in movie after movie after movie, you unfortunately, not because unfortunately, you messed up and built it around that one character. that Actually, that one actor playing that character. And now he gone. So it's like, what are you selling the X-Men on? Well, they were also banking on, uh, what's that girl's name? Jennifer Lawrence? Oh, no. And that was track. But that's what they was doing, though. Yeah, they, they messed up there, too. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, man. They got to start over. They they basically then they said they're gonna do Dark Phoenix next, right? So they're gonna yeah. take the cast and, from the last X Men well, movie. But don't they need to have Phoenix before they do a Dark Phoenix? Well, they're gonna bring her back, I guess, in this movie. They're gonna yeah, they're doing too much. I, I don't know. Like I said, man, they are starting over. They don't lost everybody who was about them, so they gotta start with this new team and convince you to get into this one. Which. Eh. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, they they got great casting with Hugh Jackman, great, perfect casting. But you know, when you keep building it around, like come see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in this new X Men movie. You know, eventually he ain't gonna want to do that role anymore. No. Well, you know, it's, they, it's they, the same. That's as... why Marvel's lucky that Robert Downey Jr. wants to keep doing that role. It's just gonna probably be they can't afford to pay him what he right. wants, or he's eventually gonna get too old to play that character. Well, and that's why they brought on all these other characters now that you are identifying with. And oh, here's a Black Panther, here's Captain America, here's Thor. Here's you know they have a whole cat. They don't. They could do it without Robert Downey Jr. or just have him be cameo in certain movies. They don't have yeah. to have. He doesn't have to have his own movie. Right. Which he doesn't. Right. right? Um, so again, if they're if they're gonna you know transition away from Downey, they need to take advantage of him now and do the demon in the bottle storyline. That will just be magnificent think, and a great way for him to go out. I think you got as close as you could get with that with Iron Man too. Yeah, I don't think I don't I doubt that he'll ever have his own Marvel movie ever again. Yeah. I mean, because rightfully so, he 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 can command a hundred million dollars, and rightfully so, that movie's gonna do a billion. Mm. And I'm not mad at him for winning a hundred million when he's it's gonna do a billion because of him as Iron Man. I don't think now but it would though, personally. I you, think that what? Uh, Shout out to Terrence Howard. <laughs> I don't think he could Iron Man at this point by himself. I don't think it'd be a billion dollar movie. By did, himself. The last one did a billion, didn't it? Yeah, Got at that time. I'm saying now, though. I don't think so. You'd have to stack the movie the way they're stacking them now to do a billion. And they would, I'm just saying, a, a movie purely by just him, I don't think it's going to do a billion. Not at this point. Not They're not coming off of Avengers. Yeah, not without the extra cameo and uh, yeah. character appearances. I agree. He ain't going to slam it like that. Not a that. billion, no. $1.215 billion, the last one. Damn. And what year was that? <laughs> that was 2013. And that's when they was probably at their height. He was coming off of what movie? Avengers, right? That's but, what I'm saying. He would have to come uh, off of Infinity War, possibly. But I actually think he's going to die in these movies, and he's done. 
He may die in the Infinity War. You know, he may not be coming back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to die in whatever, you know, this one or the one after it, the, the sequel. But I highly doubt there'll be another Iron Man movie with him in it. There's be no reason to pay him that kind of money. and There's no point in it. Mm. They're going to make their money regardless if he's... I don't think they have it in them to kill, kill Tony Stark. I, I really don't. You know, maybe they could do like the Bond premise. You know, we we've had Downey for a few. Now we get somebody else in the suit, and just keep it moving. Because yeah. there are stories to be told. Yeah, there is. I think they kill him. Uh, there has to be stakes in this uh, this movie to me personally. It's just, you can't survive all of this shit. Yeah, and and I know I probably have my uh, one of my stripes of my black card removed, but. Marvel, you bitched out. You should have went ahead and killed Rhodey. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But you know, I hey. I'm I'm anxious to see this movie. I can't wait for the trailer. I think they said it comes out in December, finally. For Infinity War. It's gonna be yes. a monster of a movie, man. Well, there's a lot going on. It's gonna be a big one. So I can't wait. Yeah. Uh one more thing tech talk related real quick uh, I have to give a shout out to Michael Dean he turned me on to a link or an article to United Masters and they are doing some they've got some big plans and so for all you aspiring musicians out there you need to give them a look you know they they will let you keep your masters while getting your music out to all the uh, digital distribution platforms but the key is you retain master's ownership. That's big. And aren't they black owned? Yes, they are. Uh, Steve Stout. Steve Stout used to, you know, manage Nas and I want to say Mary J. Blige at one point. He was the guy that uh, P. Diddy busted the bottle over his head in the office. <laughs> wow. Puff Diddley, damn, man. And <laughs> hey, when you got Jada Kiss and Biggie and all of them standing behind you, you, you could probably buck up. <laughs> uh, I'd be bad too. Trust me. He's the wrong one. That's all I was saying. <laughs> there's books about there's books about Puffy. He oh. is the wrong one. Not yeah, playing around. Ain't no punk. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You you hear crackles of the stories in the mainstream media, right? The last one, he ran up on a some basketball culture or something with the yep. thing who tried to crack coach. his head yep. open. I'm telling you, man, he is not the guy to play around with. I know this is that uh, he put his hands on uh, Drake and Drake got swole. So after that, so and the rumor is Drake got his ass whipped. Yeah, Drake hit that gym after that point. Like, I yeah, can't, I can't be having Diddy. <laughs> you remember Diddy was on a murder trial? Remember, <laughs> he's not rolling. He's not rolling around with wimpy people. And he was one going back and forth with Shook. So he's not the guy. You think he is? Yes, yeah, good point. <clears throat> should should didn't touch him either. No, he well, I, I should say could. Well, like I said, go do your Googles and some documented <laughs> stories about Puffy. But anyway, shout out to Puffy. He does. I, I have to salute him because anybody got down like that and still is mainstream, and is the man. He did the game right. Um. All right, man. So there we go. So we're going to wrap this up. Shout out to uh, Q Storm. He couldn't join us today. He's traveling. 
you know, going through the TSA and whatnot. So shout out to him <coughs> doing this thing. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Uh, thanks for sticking with us and, and, and hanging around and, uh, you know, as we do our thing. And shout out to all our Prince Podcast uh, listeners. We got some good content coming out. We've been kind of stockpiling some stuff where we're going to really start releasing it. And we, we got the uh, Purple Rain Minute uh, coming. That's, we got stockpile episodes. We're going to hit y'all with that. We got some great interviews coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Shout out to uh, one I'm looking forward to doing is uh, Mr. Chaz. Chaz Smith. I'm saying his name right. He was Prince's cousin. And you see him with that hashtag justice for cuz. So we're going to get into that. Woo. It's going to be fire. All right. Big Sexy and Sack, where can they find you? Yo. Ah, for the present, I can be found at WSC Mark on Twitter and Mark Wiggins on Facebook. Again, for the present, there will be things happening. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Ampu, where can they find you? I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't want to get sidetracked, but real quick, because you got that Esquire thing going I just saw that Roman J. Israel Esquire film. What is that Esquire supposed to be? Oh, Lord. Oh, oh Lord, me. Educate. I, I'm going to educate. <laughs> when we attorney types, when we pass, first of all, we get our degree. You know, our degree is Juris Doctorate, JD. When we pass the bar in whatever state we choose to practice in, then we add the Esquire. So when you see... Joe Blow Esquire means he's a licensed attorney. Okay. When does that come out? When does that movie come out? The Denzel movie? Uh, Well, in certain cities, it's out. It was out yesterday. Nationwide Thanksgiving. I saw it. It's not what you think it is. Oh, you saw it already? Yeah, I saw it on Wednesday. Oh, you took took a special lady out, man. That was nice. Oh, okay. It was. You want me to go into it? Yeah. 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 It's it's not a thriller because there's a scene in the trailer where he says um, these guys are not going to stop coming after you. It's really a character study. It really shows it really shows what happens if you, he, he comes on. He's a civil rights attorney. He's been doing a good fight. He hasn't been making a lot of money, but he's been you know making sure people's rights aren't being violated when they. Uh, are dealing when they get into the law. He has all this other stuff going on, and the thing is, is that he had he kept the faith. He kept doing the good fight. He kept being who he was, but he got to a certain breaking point because his partner dies, and he's getting tempted by a big law office, to, and he strays from who he was and does something dishonorable. Okay. And then it's like, once he does that, certain his life gets better, but then it spirals to a bad conclusion. And you just like, it's just like, hey, if you're doing God's work, if you're doing the work you're supposed to be doing, keep doing that shit. Because when he, because he kept doing it, and the good things kept happening for him, and he met these new people. So, it, if you go in and thinking it like that, you're gonna really enjoy the film. Because like halfway into the film, I was thinking like, okay, when is this gonna pick up? Until I realized, okay, this is what the film is, and this is what it's trying to tell you. Denzel Washington acted his ass off. Colin Farrell, God. That dude is dope. And I don't know why he hasn't hit it bigger than what he has. That dude, because he has you conflicted. Like, okay, is he an asshole? Is he a, one of those power-hungry attorneys? Or is he a, really a good guy that's rooting for um, uh, Denzel's character? 
and uh, I can't forget her name. Uh, I think it's Tess Emboja, the the sister. She kills it as well. It's a good film. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see that for sure. It was uh, yeah, next next Thursday. I see they kind of right. the critics is kind of going in on it, but that's they talk. I don't care. It's funny as hell too, because he's walking around with a with an iPod, and he always is saying, "This is Roman J. Israel, Esquire. Roman J. Israel, Esquire." Mm. So I find the film hilarious at points, a, but a lot of attorneys do that. Hey, you know they, they had to pull me aside at one point, right when I got my license. You know, after I graduated, I'm like, okay, my degree is um, my my doctorate is a doctorate. So I could call myself Dr. Marcus. They're like, no. No. Whoa. No. Damn. <laughs> wow. It says, I, I was uh, ready, too. <laughs> it says, Washington gives one of his rare bad performances here, turning Roman into an improv sketch filled with tics, mannerisms, and over-reliance on his attire. But then the other side of it says, Washington's quirky performance shines brightly but in a movie that otherwise doesn't present an especially strong case for rushing out to see it. Damn. So either to me, it's a combination. Of, hate it. I'm sorry, go ahead. I say from the reviews, it looks like you either love it or you hate it. Sitting at a 55 with 29 fresh, 24 riding. So I'm going to give Denzel the benefit of the doubt. He gets my money. Not, yeah, he gets my money. He's earned it. Yep. Um, I say it's a combination of Pursuit of Happiness meets Forrest Gump because he does have these, um, um, I guess, quirks to him. And uh, the <laughs> when you, like when you see the guy, you're like, God damn, dude, it's pathetic. Cause he get the suits he's wearing. I, I don't want to go into it, but because that plays into it. But yeah, he's he, they're not friending on that part. But you guys can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, at Poo. Uh, God willing, Tuesday night I will actually see get to meet my daughter. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're probably gonna have to induce, and uh, starting uh, what, November twenty seventh, Monday, November twenty seventh, you can see me on my couch <laughs> for about two and a half months. That's right, that's right, baby. <laughs> I heard that. Gotta love it, man. This is ooh, it's gonna be a beautiful. Have we time picked for a you. name yet, uh, Aunt? Uh, yes, we have uh, Mia. Olivia Rose. Oh, that's Mia. beautiful. My Mia. niece is named Mia, so you're, she's going to be beautiful. Oh, well, you know, my wife is beautiful, so I'm just praying she gets all of the, her looks, none of mine. <laughs> Good I'm just, answer. <laughs> my face on a female? Oh, hey, hey. We didn't need to see all that, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. We uh, we praying. We, we can't wait to see the baby. It's going to be beautiful, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Hey, you already—I don't know what I'm about to say. You always know what I'm about to say. Maybe you don't. I don't know what I'm about to say. But anyway, work it like a job. There you go. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>